So, hello and welcome to the 99th episode of Two Titans and a Hunter, where you only have one Titan. I've no idea where the other two are. This could purely be a show with just me talking, which for some people is enjoyable, but for some others, not so much. Oh, there you go. See, I hit the record button and somebody shows up. It's a Craig party. It's a Geek party. It's a Craig and a Geek party. I was just explaining to the listeners that it's our 99th episode and I'm the only one here. Normally, the respawn is the first one in here. He's been here for like six hours, six days, seven oh, days sometimes. And um, he's not here. He's probably about 90, 99 episodes and an American ain't one. I thought this was the all British, all British extravaganza. Mm hmm. He's, he's snuck into the DMs. He's here somewhere. Slid right in. He's realised there's a podcast. He's realised somebody's recording without him. His hunter he... sense is tingling. <laughs> well, my wife requested that we please don't take all GD day doing this, and I said that's totally up to respawn. I have no control over this. And I was like, if this were if this were the 19 minute parody show, we'd be done in like a 45 minutes flat every week. Maybe an hour, hour and a half if we had, you know, lots to report. Yeah. But it's important to get those get those random stories. And one day, listeners, we will give you the true uncut respawn experience that includes a 15-minute story that has nothing to do with anything. But there was a brief lull in conversation, so that's clearly what needed to fill it. No, no. There's <laughs> never really a lull in the conversation of, that he has to fill it. He just suddenly goes, ah, by the way, I remembered this story that happened to me 10 years ago. You guys should hear it because I've got nothing else to say on this other topic. Yeah. That's no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I mean, the lulling conversation is, is like you saying, hold on a second, let me look this up, or all of us struggling to remember what the name of a perk is. So, you know, in lieu of helping with that, it's story time with Respawn, which needs to be its own Patreon level. Be like, be like, if you pay us, we won't put this into the show anymore. That's how our Patreon will work. It'll be sort of a sort of a, a reverse psychology Patreon. Here's we're going to make the experience worse for you unless you pay, and then you'll have a better experience. It'll be great. Mm. <laughs> well, you might as well just do the end of the show now, then. Yeah, that's it. Yep, might as well. Thank you for joining us. Your Titans <clears throat> have been parody and Night Demon. Your Hunter. Is nowhere to be seen. I think you're lying. I, I think I'm exactly seen. No. Yep. I'm totally no. here. And, and and respawn can confirm no. uh when a hunter runs right at you with the mask of backwards on, it, it it doesn't matter. You're still dead. <laughs> yeah, whatever, but whatever change whatever whatever change whatever change they made, it absolutely doesn't matter. Because the hunter's over there, now the hunter's right up here in your grill and, and you're dead. So it doesn't really matter if you can sort of see that he's coming towards you or not. It makes absolutely no difference. Yeah. He can run right through that that hail of auto rifle fire and still murder you in the face. Well, if you're trying to shoot him with an auto rifle close range and he's got a shotty, then yeah, you're, you're done, dude. Well, he wasn't close range when I started shooting him. Just when I finished <laughs> shooting him, that's all. It was that whole in-between part that he just was able to run through. So yeah, it, whatever change they made, yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't do any good. Still, you're still dead. The hunter still kills you. So yeah. before we get started today, Respawn, 
what oh. microphone are you using? Because this doesn't sound like your normal microphone. No, hold on. Playing a game on another microphone, and you've just jumped in here just to say hello with us. Nope, I'm swapping mics. I'm currently doing a nightfall with uh, some of Arf's clan. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm swapping mics and everything like that. So you two that are in here with me, that we're all sharing the same mic, and my podcast guys have no idea you exist, I'm going to swap mics. I'm going to mute this one, swap to the other one, so I can still hear y'all, but y'all can't hear me. Okay, cool. So this show should be even better than usual. Indeed. With Respawn not only playing while he's re- trying the podcast, also having an additional conversation in his head. That's normal for him, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Just but he's li- literally another conversation happening in his head that we know about now. <laughs> These voices might be British voices in his head. I'm not sure if the other ones are British. I think probably he imagined. Oddly enough, one of them is British. British. You are correct, sir. <laughs> and do they sound like Houndish? Nobody sounds like Houndish but you, buddy. <laughs> you are you are our resident Houndish. I have reached out to Houndish and asked him to I'm come on sure the show. I'm sure you have. <laughs> and he has ignored weird, me. Is it worth sending an email to yourself? You've got mail. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I'm ignoring myself then. Yeah, Houndish well, we is ignoring me to come on the show. That's actually a disorder whenever the, the personalities refuse to acknowledge each other. It's a thing. Is it? Oh. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. Look, Houndish, if you're out there, please. If anybody knows Houndish, spam him messages and ask him to come on the show so that we can prove once and for all there is you a are Houndish. Yeah. And there is a Houndish. <laughs> we are two separate people. There are two separate voices that sound completely different. Nah. nah. I still maintain I have never seen you two in the same place at the same time. The Agreed. Day- the day you took Pan- Panoramics and I to the tower, you left because you were getting offline, but you left us in the British Tower. And who did we find? And dance near and send adoring messages to? Mm-hmm. But Houndish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all, the, that's all the proof I need, Clark Kent. You know what I mean? He had glasses on. There's no way it could have been Night Demon. <laughs> if only we could put glasses on our, on our characters. That'd be cool. Well, you can, but they're just very temporary. Oh, that's true. That one emote. Yeah. Fair enough. I think we should just run the titles. Title! Title card. Yep. Wait, no, that's a YouTube thing. Hi, guys, and welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast, a show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing the game even more. What makes us different? Well, for starters, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 info, news, and opinions. We do encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter, and that's the number two. Now, on with the show. Yo, I played myself with, with the freaking Xenophage and the... Uh, uh, story. No, 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 yeah. no. no. <laughs> with story yeah. time, it's not. It's not story time. It's not story time. It's it's what the is the is skins. It, is it's it the sing, skins. Is it a song? No, it's not a song. It's the skins in in the Eververse store that we're getting next week. I thought we were getting two new exotics in addition, and then I realized, wait, that's the Zenefage and the Monte Carlo. Whoops! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was all excited. I was like, we're getting new exotics. And, See, and, 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 and then we didn't. 
But we didn't. It wasn't a story. Let's be, we haven't gotten to that part yet. I know. But I played myself like a fiddle. Mm-hmm. Like a fool. Oh. So welcome to the show, everybody. I am not Hi, everybody. I am I'm not houndish. You are. No. Over there on my left, the Hunter Master Race himself, Respawn. Greetings. Respawn Cacus. And on my right, it's Parody. Hello. Parody. And we're back. Back again. We are indeed. For our 99th episode. Back Back again. Respawn show. Tell a friend. That's copyrighted. Do not try to put that on the show, or we're going to get calls from Eminem. No, we're not going to get any calls. No, there's there's no backing music. It's fine. The robots have no idea it's happening. Oh, is that what is that how that works? Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. Very much so. So we're here to give you all the information this week, and kicking us off with next week in Destiny. I don't know. I don't know what's happening next week in Destiny. Parody, what's happening next week in Destiny? Yeah, Parody put that thing up. Make him do it. Uh, next week in Destiny, first you have to scroll through 75 miles of pictures to get to the one you're looking for. So, so the next, norm. Yeah, so, so next week in Destiny, Eva Levante, Grandma Cookie Baking herself, is bringing the dawning back to the tower, and it's time to once again create tasty treats. You can face new challenges in the Deepstone Crypt. That challenge may just be getting through the Deepstone Crypt competently. But if you are competent, there are new challenges. You will need to stop Hashladoon and the Scarlet Keep Nightfall, the Ordeal Strike. And Shax brings Showdown to the Crucible. Delightful! So that sounds cool, doesn't it? New challenges in the Deepstone Crypt. Mm-hmm. The last four for me and my crew to get our title. Yo, there you go. let's get it! There are going to be four challenges then. So yes. for the next four weeks, you'll have different challenges, I'm guessing. Um, I'm not sure because, like, normal. Uh, so, previous raids, there used to be challenges you pick up from Hawthorne, right? You take them into the raid and you complete them, and that's how you do the challenge. But mm-hmm. I've heard in the grapevine that's not how it's going to work this time. So, there might be just all four challenges in one week. We're not sure. Given Bungie's history, I'm going to guess they're going to rotate through in some way because that seems to be their favorite way. Or, or I mean, or I guess I could do the what was a King's Fall where it's each each stage had well no ELC each stage had a challenge, but it was still I think one was active each week, or one would give you credit each week if you did it. I don't yeah. know. Talking to myself in circles. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I I did hear through the grapevine it's it's not gonna work like that anymore. So I'm anxious to see how it does work. Or, you know, we could have just been lied to as as a group, as a community. So I mean things happen. People are lied to. Yeah. When they did challenges in Destiny 1 with Kingsfall Raid, you got a double chest, didn't you? So you got the normal chest would spawn, and if you did right. challenge, if you completed the challenge properly, you'd get the second ch- chest to spawn, and you'd get better loot from it, which would be quite nice. Well, better is a relative term. We do get a second chest when you complete challenges. That, that part is true. But, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of better. Right, I don't remember if it's powerful or or whatnot, uh, but we do get a, just a second chest with a second uh, second uh, uh, rolls at something. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah. So you could you could get like the shotgun from the first chest and another shotgun with different rolls from the second chest. Yeah, or a shotgun and like a, a scout rifle, or you know who knows. Yeah. You know? Okay. Or it could just be like an exotic chest, meaning you don't get like the rocket exotic, but you get like an exotic, like an exotic helmet or legs or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exotic yeah. butt capes. Call on it now. <laughs> so the beginning of the week, or just before reset, we had Destiny 2 update 3.0.1 go live. And this was the one that gave us all the frames for the next gen. If you have an Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, or an Xbox Series S, you have lots of resolutions, you have lots of frame rates, you have faster stuff. You have field of view sliders, mm -hmm. which are fun. You have faster load times, even though it was fast in the first No, time. no, no, no. Don't, don't leave it there. Now that you've had an experience with field of view, how does it feel? Like 100%? No, it's 105%. <laughs> no, but how's it feel? No, That's a field have, view joke for you. Yep. Now that you have more field of views, like how how's it feel for you? Well, I was telling parody before the show. My TV says that it's doing 120 hertz in Crucible, but it's saying that it's doing 4K 120 hertz. So something is lying to me on my TV. I don't know whether it's I'm only getting 60 frames and 4K, or I'm getting the 120 hertz at 1080p. It's all just fast to me. I can't tell the difference between the 60 and the 120. It's just so fast. why can't you get 4K at 120? I'm confused. On Increasable, it's only 120 hertz, uh -huh. and it drops the frame rate down to... Uh, sorry, it drops the resolution down to 1080p. And that's on PlayStation 5 and Series X. Hmm. But in PvE activities, it's 4K 60 frames. Yes, so... It, it, it looks it looks very nice, and I've enjoyed playing Iron Banner this week. I'd say that the the solo the solo playlist I I found a little bit more tolerable. I, I no, I found it harder. <laughs> I found it harder to be honest to be in the solo playlist because there were a lot of players that were a hell of a lot better than me in that solo playlist, and many of the games were really lopsided. Either I was on the team where the guy got like 70 kills or whatever and mercyed the other team really quickly, or I was on the opposite side of that, where it was we were mercyed very quickly. Um, so I swapped back to going into the normal Iron Banner. And again, I found a lot of people. There were solo players. There was a couple of uh, four stacks. I haven't come across a six stack yet, but I found it more enjoyable. The gameplay seemed to be about a lot more balanced with people you know taking it down to the wire it was like a couple of points in it here and there and then we play the next match and it'd go the same people drop in and out so it was, it was a little bit fairer i suppose with um how the skill was measured out i don't know why um but yeah i, I found the solo play this a little bit more lopsided this week well is it because now more people have access to a field of view so the good players that were already good are now better I think the problem with the solo playlist has been the problem with Crucible since they made the last change is whichever lobby has the best player, single best player in it, is going to win the match. Whoever's got the you know the the guys decked out in the trials gear, moving all over the map like a crazy jitterbug, yeah, is is going to win. It and doesn't matter. Also the introduction of the Hawk Moon too. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, 
like normally I feel like in past Iron Banners, there's been like the one gun where everyone's using and you get gunned down by. You know, last season, Summoner Annoying Hunger. This Iron Banner, it was such, yeah, there are plenty of Hawk Moons out there. There are plenty of uh, Crimsons out there. There's plenty of, you know, hand cannons of all sorts. But there's just a lot of, like, there hasn't been one or two guns where I feel like I've been gunned down by every single time. It's been a huge range of weaponry. Really? That are all just in the hands yeah. of good players. And, you know, you know, obviously, you know, far, obviously far fewer auto rifles because everyone goes, oh, the meta's changed. We have to move on now. Hunting Hunger, still very good. Summoner, still works great. But definitely uh, those people with the, the trust, the trusty, I think that's the, the raid scout rifle. That thing's doing some work. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, but, yep. but there hasn't, there hasn't been like one weapon that just, I feel like has ruled them all, at least on Xbox. And I played a little bit in, in the freelance queue and some in the team queue. I was on with uh, Nellis and Queen Anne's last night, getting our faces handed to us over and over again, which was good fun, but. Well, I've noticed, and I've adapted to it whenever I've been playing, is Hawkmoon, primary, freaking um, Felwinter's Life for a secondary, and a commemoration for the heavy, right? Because the commemoration is just, you know, a reskinned hammerhead with slightly worse stats, right? Just slightly. And um, Felwinter's Life, obviously, you know, one shots anybody pretty much, you know, anywhere on the map. And then the Hawkmoon. Now, the Hawkmoon, the reason I say that the Hawkmoon is a thing is because it can three tap. Right, but because it could also one shot. It could also one shot body shot. Well, so, I think you're, you're jumping ahead with the podcast. We're talking about the frames at the moment. Uh, well, he was talking about no, what was talking about frames and then an Iron Banner. Yeah, since I, since I have no frames to talk about, my frames are the same <laughs> frames I've always had. My, okay. I, I wish I had a, a better field of view, Night Demon, because when I use that cryoclasm slide that the Titan has, Oof. and I go and I go in past the first guy I'm shooting past his friend and behind the third guy. And I go, great. Now I don't know where you are. You're behind yeah. me. And, and I'm going to jump in the air and spin around. But even by that point, one of the three of you or two of you, as I've probably killed one of you is going to gun me down. Mm-hmm. I wish I could see you in those close quarters. I can get to you from across the room in two seconds, but then I can't do anything once I'm there after I kill the first person. <laughs> you know, it'd be quite interesting to see, the the amount of PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series X and Series S's that are running Destiny 2 with this new update compared to what's actually in the the player pool at the moment because we're all playing in the same sandbox which is interesting you know that I'm playing against people that are still on 30 frames <coughs> yep yeah still so be on original Xbox ones Mm-hmm, Not yeah. one X's or S's, just like original OG Xboxes, which struggle. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, as a PC and Xbox player, won't play on Xbox anymore for, for Crucible. Whereas I would go to Xbox previously because Xbox was always easier. Now it's harder because now everybody else has PC frames, PC field of view. And here I am stuck at 30 and, you know. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, it is it's going to be interesting to hear how or if they do actually tell us how they've balanced that out because there must be some way of giving the 30 frames people uh, maybe a little bit of a leg up to compensate for the 60 frames. If you see what yeah. I mean, you get a one X or a series X. No, no, <laughs> but we're playing against people. And I don't know if I'm playing against somebody that has still got the 60 frames or 120 frames mm-hmm. or 20, 120 Hertz compared to before. So it's, 
yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see how they're going to do this. Yeah, and this is, and I'm sure they're, you know, they're 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 data crunching all these numbers because again, they've you know they've said crossplay is coming in 2021. Oh god, and, and that's going to be a whole nother. You know, we, we've had those we've had those conversations before. Of you've got people on high end gaming PCs versus the guy on his OG Xbox or his PS4. You know, you're playing the same game. But you're not playing the same game. No. You know, and for PvE activities, who cares? Play together, fine. Everybody wins. PvP activities, eh, it's going to be a thing. So I'm happy to see they're able to make more changes and tune things for PvP versus PvE. But that's going to be a whole other world to step into when that happens. So also with the update 3.0.1, we had the update to the Destiny Companion app, didn't we, Parody? We surely did. <laughs> Singled him out hardcore, didn't we? Parody. Destiny Companion app that can actually open. I actually open it for more than just sending stupid clan invites to people with cool names or good shaders. Oh. It has a second purpose now. Picking up all the bounties. And what happens when you pick up all the bounties, Parody? Oh, then, then you can just turn on your Xbox, load into the game, and go do the thing you want to do. You don't have so, to go to the tower. You don't have to visit all the people. You can just go play the game. And when you're done with that set of bounties, sit in orbit, pick up some more, go back in. So when you've picked up the bounties offline and you log in, do they then suddenly flash up down the side of your screen or are they just in your quests and bounties section? They're just, yeah, they're just there. They're, they're there waiting for you, looking up at you expectantly, ready to go play. Conversely, as while you're active in the game, yes, then they will show up and slide down your screen like you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you are sitting in orbit, you'll get that whole parade down the side. If you've picked them up offline, is does the timer start from when you've picked them up offline or does it start from when you're actually in the game? Jesus, are are we being tested here? I don't know. (laughs) Did you try it, Demon? Well, well, no, No, I'm asking Parody because he's tested it. I haven't actually tested it. Well, well, by tested you mean I've used it, but I haven't actually looked at when the when the thing was because I picked up again. I picked up my four my Parody, four Iron Banner bounties. Stopwatch by chance. Uh, <laughs> I was going to, but no. I mean, like the ones I picked up were the Iron Banner ones and then the Crucible ones. And Iron Banner, I know we're good for the week, and the Crucible, I don't care when they expire. I'll do them more they'll expire, then I'll get more. <laughs> it's like popcorn. I'll just keep shoving into my mouth. Who cares? Yeah. So I don't know if it actually if it actually matters if it starts from when you pick up the bounty. So if you're like, I'm going to pick this bounty up and then wait, you know, I won't be able to get online for 24 hours. Did you just waste glimmer on that bounty? I don't know, but there's oh. loads of glimmer. Make your, make your ghost get you more glimmer and then you're good. But yeah, I don't know when that timer actually starts. I'm going to assume it starts when you hit that button to pick it up. Cause it's available the moment you do that, whether you're online or off, but I don't actually know for a fact. Cause I was wondering if you did that and you pick them up offline and the timer didn't start until you actually log in. There's a point where you could then potentially stack bounties if you pick them up the daily ones each day until you can't pick up any more, and then log in, and then the timer starts. So that's the only reason I was asking if it if was a point of bounty stacking. I mean, not really any more than usual, because I mean, you could always, if you were if you were trying to stack them to a point, you know, stack the ones you want to get online, do them, stack some more, get back online. I mean, you can only hold so many anyway. So I don't know what that really buys you if you try to, you know, you're trying to just be full of bounties at all times. Okay. 
We'll have to go to Fallout who will look at his get his frame counter and his uh you should yeah. actually you should send Fallout the question of how many how do I tell how many frames I'm getting and what resolution exactly? <laughs> yeah, but he can't come round to my house and, and answer that question. Can, can we go frame uh, by frame? You're making a lot of assumptions. No, oh, with with enough money anything is possible. Yeah. He lives in the cloud. He could be there in moments. He just shoots over on the cloud. He's like Santa? Yeah. Yes. So on the Bungie help page, they do say that the mobile bounty purchases are not available for the Dreaming City bounties from Petrovenge, and daily clan bounties from Soraya Hawthorne can only be acquired when players have the character in the tower. Last Wish challenges bounties can be acquired from anywhere. So that's just an additional note on that. Good to know. And also, if you are like me and hit a weird bug where the app prompts you to re-give Bungie permission every six bounties, it's not just how it works. You're a stupid person. Delete the app, reinstall the app, and it fixes that issue. Don't know why I was doing it. There was no setting for it. But every time I would pick up six bounties, I would have to give it permission. It would say, you can pick up six more bounties. So yeah, delete, reinstall, fixes everything. Works much better that way. Lock and load, quick draw. Let's find out what's coming to kill you this time. So they've also fixed a few things in the sandbox. So Parody, would you mind telling us what they fixed in the sandbox? Yes, Parody, what have they fixed in the sandbox? Uh, well, there's there's trucks now, and there's some shovels. Um, there's an issue where the uh, the effects of the necrotic grip would show as being killed by the architects, which I maintain is still accurate. There, <laughs> there was an issue where the stronghold gauntlets couldn't block any super damage with swords, despite the exotic maximizing the guard stat, rendering them useless. They've improved the readability of the visual effects when another player wearing the mask of backrest shifts directly towards you. And it doesn't matter, because they still shifted directly towards you and have shot with the shotgun. So it doesn't matter if you saw them coming, you're still dead. They've also updated the description string on the same mask of Vacris to correctly describe its damage bonus, which applies only to combatants and affects all arc weapon damage and damage against slowed or encased enemies. They've also fixed a bug where the damage bonus was applying to players who are slowed or encased in Crucible and Gambit. Your stasis abilities, if you have the fragment Whisper of Bonds, uh, they've tuned it to grant a flat 2.5% super energy per trigger. The duality, the icon didn't match the correct weapon in the tray. So they fixed that now. No. Thank God. Fixed an issue where the duality's custom ADS fire audio wasn't playing. You shoot, no sound, everyone dies. And the lament icon did not appear appropriately in the Crucible feeds. So now it does. So now you know when you've been lamented. Also, I love watching people run across the map at you with the sword, thinking they're going to get you before you can gun them down. I don't know who these people are, but I love them and I thank them. You actually have people trying to kill you with Lament in PvP? Um, I think it's Lament. Honestly, it's like that scene in Monty Python where the man runs toward the yeah. runs towards the castle over and over again. <laughs> That's kind of like what it is, because it's happened a couple of times in the last few days. I'm like, sir, you have a sword. I have... Anything that's not a sword, I'm going to win this fight. Yet they keep trying, and I thank them. Well, I mean, it also depends on the sword. Like, if they're coming at you with the, um, oh, I don't know, the void one that shoots purple splooge at you, yeah, yeah. they're going to hit you at range. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's viable, but but it's it's yeah. never that one. It's always a different sword, and I don't know which sword, because, again, it's a sword, they're at range, they're dead. Who cares what it was? Yeah, well, that's uh, true. I mean, if, if they're running at you like that instead of ducking behind the corner and waiting for you to come to them, then they deserve to die. Mm -hmm. they, they've played this game. They've calculated the risk, and we found out they're really bad at math. 
indeed. There were a number of deep tone, deep stone crypt fixes. So if you are trying to get through the raid and you keep running into random bugs, um, maybe they fix one of the ones that were killing you. Like, like uh, tanks could go into hellfire phase before any fire team member could collect the Valkman. Yeah. Or players would not get a third DPS phase on the second loop of dunking all four cores. Uh, or where the short circuit triumph just wasn't possible. Not possible. Can't be done. And uh, also, there was an issue that could cause an unintended wipe during the second Hellfire cast. I don't see an issue where when you step out of the warm bubble, it puts you back to the very first one because it hates you and doesn't want you to be happy. That we ran into over and over again. Uh, fixes some issues with the Last Wish Raid. Oh, PSA. Um, the Last Wish Raid, they fixed the issue where the final encounter wasn't rewarding any spoils of conquest. Uh, also where the Cali teleported out of the environment after a plate was captured, and various networking behaviors were observed and playing through the encounter transition. So they fixed all that. If you have spoils of conquest, do not put them in your vault. There is an issue where sometimes they are getting deleted from your vault. Also, your voice just made my ears vibrate. I'm not sure if that was pleasant or horrific. Both. <laughs> both at the same time. So yeah, but, but Bungie has said there is a bug. If you have spoils of conquest, keep them on your character. They're looking into why they disappear out of the vault, but uh, don't put them there. The vault is not safe. It has been accessed. Yeah. The one thing I'm waiting for them to fix is the the rubber banding of all the ads when they whenever they start to spawn and shortly after the spawn they are just like bouncing everywhere and you can't like hit them you know yeah uh pit of heresy they they fixed an issue where the ghost flashlight projection had no effect making it hard to navigate the passage in the dark only a little yeah well, well that no that, that's a big deal i'm i'm joking but yeah no that's yeah <laughs> it gets pretty dark in there without your friendly ghost yeah, so they also you know killed the thing, fixed the things that were killing you in the transitions, uh, the back screens and the hard wipes between encounters, fixed all of that. Prophecy Dungeon is once again available, and powerful rewards may be earned from each checkpoint once per week. Indeed. Players may complete the dungeon once per week also to obtain a pinnacle level reward, and the previously featured weapons and armor are once again available. So if you haven't done the Prophecy Dungeon, looking at myself in the mirror... It's back, and you can try it again. You can knock that out later. And I've done it on... No, I think I still need to do it on my Titan. And guys, good news. No. If you're in a Lost Sector, the Master and the Legend Lost Sector tooltips are easier to comprehend. <gasps> I don't know. You, you, go in, you shoot the lads. When you finish shooting the lads, you collect the loot. Mm -hmm. Done. That's easier to comprehend now. So Didn't know there was a problem. <laughs> like I genuinely didn't know anybody had issues. I don't know. I, I don't know how they were hard to comprehend one yet. So, yeah, but it's easier to comprehend now. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a nightmare hunt, hard wiping and defeating the boss at the same time will leave players in the hunt after respawning forever in purgatory to think about what they've done. Yeah. Also, Bungie's been a little nicer about things. So, you know, when you're in like a nightfall or you're in like a like a like a like a powerful lost sector or whatever, right? And you've killed the boss, but you've died, right? So you think you get your rewards, but instead it resets you. 
Well, um, now if you die and the boss dies, you still get your rewards. That's happened to me multiple times this past week. So I don't know when they made that change, but I'm happy about it. No more, you know, ties where the where the where the boss wins instead of us. What what happened? Nothing happened. You're on a podcast telling a story about things that are working now. I, I thought you said something. My bad. <clears throat> I forgot. I, I I forgot that these two are still tripping in my ear. They were quiet for so long. So when one of them started talking, it sounded like that. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, and there's. I'm not going to read over the rest of these. I think we covered most of them. But if again, if you have a favorite bug and you want to see if it's fixed, go look at the patch notes. Three dot zero dot one. We'll link them in the show notes. But but that's why we have you, Parody. I mean, I can read all of these, but I feel like we've read most of them. Lies. Yeah. No, I, th- I think we did. We went through most of that last week. I wasn't diligent this week and went through the list. Bungie loves to just copy and paste entire swaths of notes, which I get because they've already told us once. But it's like, here's new notes. Yeah, there's probably like two new things in here out of the 50 that are here. Grammatical um, errors. <laughs> so, Respawn, why don't you tell us about the developer update from Joe Blackburn, who's returned to Bungie? Oh no, Joe Blackburn. My name is Joe Blackburn and I am the assistant game director on Destiny 2. If your free time looks anything like oh, I've read this before. Oh, that's right. I've read it. You haven't. <laughs> if your free time looks anything like mine, you've been spending a lot of time a lot of it on Europe over the past few weeks. Some of you may know me from my previous bungee life when I worked with the raid team on Season of the Opulence. I'm back. <laughs> Thanks to a revive from Luke and team as we work together to create a Destiny 2 future that we're all excited about. Today, I want to spend some time with you on a subject that is near and dear to every Destiny 2 player's heart. Especially Respawn. Rewards. There's a thing I ask a lot around the virtual office. How are we making every season the best time to jump back into Destiny? Destiny is a very large and complex game. And while this is also what makes the game we love, Destiny 2 continue to evolve, be a world with momentum. <gasps> Introducing Infusion Caps is a part of addressing this. A way to make sure the overall number of rewards Guardians need to care about in order to be competitive in Destiny isn't prohibitive. It is also a way to continue evolving each season's meta while at the same time making sure players still have a ton of options when choosing what they want to bring into the next challenge. Our goal from the beginning with Infusion Caps was to improve and keep Destiny 2 fresh over time. What we're most looking forward to is how the system will introduce innovation in the season over season meta how creative builds from the community will shine and how we can continue to deliver more unique handcrafted gear that aligns with the world narrative and where the universe is going while we'll start hard at work on improvements to how we rotate gear out of destiny power ecosystem what gear you can infuse to max power dun, dun, dun. there were a few clear-cut misses with our first rollout you don't say Honestly, I'd have never guessed it. Um, the initial reward pool, the initial reward, oh my God. The initial reward pool, why is that word so hard to say? We will reward. Blah, 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 blah. The initial pool of weapons was just too small. 
It's frustrating to be uh, playing Destiny and see another player use a weapon that is no longer obtainable in-game. I'm going to spend a lot of time talking rewards, but before we deep dive, let's get to the TLDR out there. These are the big commitments we're making today. Also, as a side note, I haven't broke up today, right? The changes I've made have me being steady, albeit yep. annoying, but not breaking up, right? Okay. I, I can break you up in post if you like. No, that's fine. Annoying is a feature, not a bug. Not, thank you. Um, all right. So with each season, year four, Destiny 2 will grow the overall power ecosystem for weapons, with very few exceptions. All weapons you can take to the power cap should still be earnable in the game. Future annual releases will contain more new weapons to collect than Beyond Light and Shadowkeep. Are you happy with that respawn? Uh, I mean, whether I'm happy about it or not is irrelevant. That That is how it is. You know, okay. I, I agree that things need to be done. Otherwise, people will still be using the same weapons over and over and over again. And I'm glad Bungie is taking into account the fact that, you know, like Felwinter's Lie, right? Everybody right now that is seeing Felwinter's Lie in the Crucible, especially the New Night players, don't know how the hell we got it, where the hell you get it from, and it's not in the kiosk, right? Yeah. Well, um, what in season 13, 14, it's going to be in the kiosk so they can get it. So all the new light players will have exactly one season to play with it before it is also, you know, power capped. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that they, they did miss a trick with that, didn't they? That they could have put that into an Iron Banner quest or, you know, you play Iron Banner and it could drop from an Iron Banner package if you haven't already got it. Just sure. something like that would have been helpful. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's definitely a thing, right? So I appreciate that they're just not letting weapons go to the wayside and people just can't have them anymore. Now, they do make a separate... Uh, I don't know if it's in this one or the next one. Let me read ahead a bit. Uh, but they do mention something about the stuff like the, the Halloween items and the, and, and, and the Christmas items and the Valentine's Day items. Those will not be kiosk-ed, right? No. Because they're going to leave those as you had to be there. Right. So not everything is going to be in the kiosk, but like the big ticket items like a Fell Winter's Lie or, you know, an exotic or, you know, a pinnacle or a, a pursuit weapon. You know, those are going to be kiosks because they want people to be able to have those, you know, eventually. Right. Yeah. Or at least for a little bit before they get sunset entirely. So pretty cool. I mean, I can't really complain about it aside from they're taking my guns away from me. But, you know, whatever, Bungo. Well, no, they're going to give you more guns, according they're to Joe. Give you more guns. And you know what? You know what? I will give Destiny credit where credit is due. The, the exotic weapons, but more specifically, the reconstruction perk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, I was just, you know, I, I am the one that gets salty every time they take one of my guns away. Right? Everybody knows this. But. The fact that they gave us raid weapons that have reconstruction perks, I thought was amazing. You know, now they are my most sought out weapons. I have 20 plus clears in the raid, and I know there are people out there with more. Don't at me. But for me, that's a lot because that's about as often as I can get somebody to do the raid with me. Yeah. And I'm redoing them on every character multiple times a week just to get another role at these weapons. So, whereas I used to get super duper salty about them taking my guns. Now I realize, well, I don't realize now, but now I'm seeing that Bungie is at least getting more creative with their perks, 
right? Instead of just, you know, re-rolling them or reworking them or whatever, right? Here's, here's the same gun with different perks. They're actually giving us entirely new perks that do things we've never even seen in the game, you know? You have the reconstruction, which gives you double your magazine capacity and lowers your weapons forever whether they're stowed or not you have the recombination where the more kills you get with an energy weapon the stronger the first shot on the um recombination weapon is and then you have redirection um you hit red bar ads with this gun and it gives you 20 stacks maximum of uh rounds which you can use on a more difficult boss which will ultimately do more damage to them so i mean it's just they they've gone out the box to come up with all these new perks and put them on weapons and things like that so i think from this point forward i'm gonna try to be less salty about them taking my guns and and see what's coming now to take my guns and the new guns they have or worse or the same then i'm gonna be salty <laughs> but for now i'm trying to give them the benefit of a doubt after seeing what they did with the raid weapons so we're currently in season 12 at the moment and Joe Blackburn goes on to explain what's happening in season 13 mm. with adding six new legendary weapons. Mm -hmm. Do you want to continue from there? Yeah. Okay. I, I, it sounded like you were cutting me off in season 13. We're adding six new legendary weapons to our ritual, not final to our ritual activities Two each for strike scambit and crucible. Uh, in addition to this, wait, hold on. Hang on. They were previously giving us just one for each during yeah. a season, right? Yeah. Uh, so they've doubled up on ritual weapons per season there you go very nice very nice okay so um you're gonna get two of them per season in addition to the weapons above nightfall strikes are going to grant three unique weapons with the palindrome the swarm and the shadow price all making their destiny two debuts and it specifies destiny two because they used to be in d1 and now they're coming to D2 for all of those new light players that have never played a Destiny game before in your whole life, forever and ever. Amen. Okay. So okay. what's Palindrome for people that haven't played Destiny 1? Palindrome is a hand cannon that originally came out with Firefly and Outlaw? I think it was a random rolled one, but yeah, you can go with that. Yeah, but no, the Palindrome, the, the best role on it was, was Firefly Outlaw. Right, because that's back when that combination was first introduced. Nowadays, you can get that on all kinds of weapons. So, I'm wondering what they're going to do to the palindrome to make it special now, right? Because you know, Firefly with Outlaw isn't really the greatest role anymore. Is Firefly even still in the game? Yeah. Well, it's 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 not called Firefly Firefly anymore. Now it's called um Dragonfly. That one. But yeah, the, the perk is still the same. It's just called something different. Ooh. And what would the swarm be? I actually don't remember the swarm. I'll be honest with you. The swarm was a machine gun, so a heavy machine gun. Ah, okay. And the shadow price was an auto rifle. I did know that one, yes. So it, I know it doesn't really help, but the palindrome in Destiny 1, rate of fire was 22. I don't know what that translates to in Destiny 2 because they changed the rate of fire's numbers. I'm guessing it's probably going to be... I think it was a 120 or a 140, right? It wasn't super fast firing because it was high impact. It's got a low magazine of 9, so I'm guessing that it was a high impact one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's almost like somebody just said that. 
But yeah. So tell them about the swarm because I actually forgot about the swarm myself. The swarm. There's my swarm. I've got to remember what it looks like on Destiny Item Manager. Just say, hey, Alexa, what's the swarm in Destiny 1? Uh, your Alexa can't hear me this time. Sad face. That's because I've got my headphones in. Man. I was trolling somebody the other day. Their, their Alexa could hear me, and I kept doing things. And they're like, stop it. I'm like, turn your TV off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keep messing with her as long as she can hear me. Come on. What is the swarm? Nope. I haven't got a swarm. All right, what about the um, the Shadow Price? I remember that used to be a fast-firing auto-rifle, right? I, I still have my original Shadow Price 170 attack auto-rifle. Rate of fire, 77. Um, impact of 28. So fast-firing, low impact. A little bit slower than the Doctrine of Passing, which was a really fast-firing auto-rifle. Mm -hmm. So... I'm still yes. waiting on the Zalo Supercell. If you're going to bring back anything, stop bringing back hand cannons, all right? If you'd have brought back the Zalo Supercell instead of the freaking uh, Hawkmoon, oh, Respawn would have been a very happy boy. And I know there's a lot of people out there that's like, he wasn't even that fun of an auto rifle or that good of an auto rifle. And to their defense, that's true. It wasn't as good as some of the other auto rifles you could have got. But my God, it was so fun. It was AoE lightning attack plus healing. Come on, dude. A better risk runner. It is a much better. Well, I mean, it depends. Risk runner gives you an overshield. Zalo just heals you. So I guess that heavily depends on your. If they can't see you, they can't shoot you. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, I want that to come back. Not a version of it. Just that in its heyday. Just that gun. That is what I want. Bungie, make it happen. No one respawn has never asked you for anything except the times that I have, so please bring that back. <laughs> it looks like the Shadow Price could be another version of a 600 RPM auto rifle, like the Ether Doctor, the Gnawing Hunger, but it was a primary weapon. It could still be a primary weapon, or they could change it and make it an energy weapon. Depends on what they want to do. And the same with the Palindrome. That was a primary hand cannon. So yeah, those are the the ones I'm sorry about the swarm. I don't know 100% about the swarm. I must have deleted mine, which is a blasphemous word that we don't say on this podcast. Well, <laughs> we don't say it. You apparently don't say it, but do it. So <laughs> maybe I didn't get one. Mm, I doubt that. No, that. That seems wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt senior completionist over here would have let that one slip by. He'd have got his kids to work on it. So they also said, Joe also says that if you're brave enough to take on the Grandmaster Nightfalls, you'll also uh, be able to earn an adept version of those weapons. So an adept palindrome, an adept swarm, and an adept shadow price are up for grabs. And that's starting next season. So I think that he said roughly February is when season of the hunt ends and we get the new season. So that's exciting. Oh, that's yeah. not at all. That's sad. Yeah, well, I wasn't excited. To, to have to think about Grandmaster Nightfalls, I was happy to see an adept weapon through not trials. A well, PvE way to get adept weaponry. <laughs> I, I appreciate that there is a way to do that. You know, say, you know, people have called for bringing back like you know the straight specific loot forever. At least now there's something that's 
good and powerful and worth a chase because I think that was the other problem with the Grandmasters last season. People were like, I could do this. And other than materials, there's no real there's no real carrot at the end of that stick. There's nothing to chase. Um, this is the chase. This is the thing you can go do. Again, as someone who doesn't run them and doesn't really plan to until Blue Screen 42 makes me. So tell me I'm wrong. Perfectly happy. Uh, you, you might be wrong, but like you do realize the, the, the Grandmaster Nightfallers are like... Stupidly uh, hard. You, that's not even the word, right? So our max light right now is what? Uh, twelve sixty gear plus whatever you got on your on your on your artifact, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the grandmaster is thirteen hundred light, right? Yeah. Mm-mm. No. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't even know how many people qualify for that because I would say I've been playing a lot of Destiny this season, and I'm still only twelve seventy eight. You know. Yeah. So. I've just gotten, I've just hit like the 1250 barrier. So yeah, no, I'm not going to be up there setting the world on fire on Grandmaster anythings. I mean, I want to, but like, I don't know the feasibility of it, honestly. Anyway. Well, I think the idea is that you are 20 light levels lower than the max on it. So you go in at 1280 and it's a challenge for you, basically, or a challenge for you and your um, two assistants. Uh huh. Well, you have to get to twelve eighty. It doesn't give it to you. So if you don't no, match, yeah, it won't even let you in. It's not like these other activities where it's like, well, we can let you in, but your light level really, you probably shouldn't. No, this one yeah. won't even let you in unless you match a certain light. Yeah, but Sorry. the grandmasters don't come until later on in the season. I, I believe it's around. It might be this week coming up that they're released. Second. Oh, there you it, go. Just before Christmas. Christmas. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was. I had, did have a quick look this week. Haha, Respawn's actually got information! I don't understand why. Um, so, yeah, further on down in this um, developer insight from Joe Blackburn with keeping current information, Respawn was right. The uh, Braytech Werewolf and other things that are holiday celebration weapons uh, outside participating in those events aren't going to be available. But in season 13, they will be adding the limited time quest weapons, Fell Winter's Lie, Whisper of the Worm, and Outbreak Perfected into the exotic kiosk in the tower. And I, I was unaware that the Whisper of the Worm and the Outbreak Perfected had disappeared as well. Yeah, was, uh... no, those planets are gone, bro. <laughs> no, I know the, the planets had gone and the missions had gone, but I just assumed that they were in the tower kiosk because uh, i've already got those weapons it wasn't something i'd go and look for and if you're new to the game these are really sought after weapons there was an exotic two exotic quests that you had to kind of do jumping through many hoops to get and they were really hard to get when they initially came out and the whisper of the worm is a sniper rifle in your heavy slot which i believe is when you fire off three shots, if you get crit hits with those shots, magazine will be refilled from reserves again with three more bullets. And if you hit three more crits, it constantly fills yeah. until you're completely out of reserves. So it was a really good DPS for bosses in raids and nightfalls and things. The Outbreak Perfected is a pulse rifle that isn't available at the moment, but it will be available come next season. And on hits with this weapon, it generates little nanites that then re-attack the target so it would just kind of do a, a bit like what um the thorn hand cannon does gives a bit more damage over time where these little nanites attack the person in that area but and they 
also does what the thorn and the the exotic gauntlets do as a pairing is when something dies that dead thing spawns more nanites which help you kill the other things yeah but the, the nanites if they're in the area if there's like two enemies in the area will attack that other person as well if you are still shooting one person mm -hmm. so, they do prioritize the thing that you are shooting though so bungie yeah. did that so yeah, they're really cool weapons that aren't available at the moment, but when they do turn up, it may be worth having a look at, at trying to get. I hope that if they put it in the kiosk, it comes with the catalyst and people just have to complete the catalyst because the outbreak perfected with the catalyst is so good. Yes. Ugh. I just completed my catalyst before the planet went away and and I was very, very happy with it. Do you want to know something? Uh, you don't have the catalyst. I didn't complete the catalyst. I, I didn't. I didn't do enough runs. Oof. But you Oof. know, when when the game updated to Beyond Light, it gave it to me for free, so I didn't have to jump through those things. Son of the biscuit! Are you serious? Mm -hmm. So, so are you telling me I should go look at my Outbreak Perfected because I also ran it once and then never again? So I may have a free catalyst just waiting there for me. Oh, go look at. It. I want to yeah. see if it just gives you the whole thing for free, or if you had to complete a little bit of it first. Go ahead, go look. For the catalyst, you had to run the heroic version and kill the boss five times if you weren't collecting exotic ship. Mm -hmm. If you collected the exotic ship as well, it was only three runs, but you had to collect the exotic ship parts, three runs, and go and kill the boss, and that would give you 100%. You also had to get kills with the outbreak perfected, which was its second point that you had to complete. And I'd done the kills on it. Just you you had to kill the boss. Killing the boss gave you extra points. Yes, but to to use the gun, the the second node on it to unlock the catalyst was just get kills with the outbreak perfected, and I'd done that just using it over time, just using the weapon normally. So I'd done that node, but I just hadn't done. Well, I'd done three runs to get the ship, but I didn't realise that I had to go and kill the boss until it was too late, and then I didn't have enough percentage to get the nanites to generate the thing. So when Beyond Light hit. They took out that node saying that I had to go and kill the boss because he obviously wasn't there and just gave it to me for free because I'd used the weapon and, yeah, the, the catalyst was there for me. So, Respawn? Yeah. I do not have any of that. I did not do any of those things. I have the weapon and never thought about it a second time. I do not have the catalyst. Yay! I mean... So, apparently, you need to actually... Well, I mean, to be fair... <laughs> Much much like my Luna's Hell and Not Forgotten that I got absolutely for free for doing absolutely no work toward them. I did not get the catalyst because I did not do I did not do a single thing past getting that weapon. So they're not handing it out totally for free, probably because Night Demon was partially on his way. Just like they said they were gonna reset your progress on the catalyst that you had like partially done. They didn't do that either. So I assume if you had it partially done, they're just like here. Enjoy. Maybe you had like, to get a certain percentage, which I guess is fine. I do know that you had to have run the heroic version of it to get the catalyst to drop to then slot into the weapon so maybe that was the thing that you were missing if you didn't do it on the heroic version to get the catalyst point probably not because i definitely ran it once with you and frosty when it was glitched and never oh. again <laughs> is there anybody out there that has got or had done a heroic version to get the catalyst to drop and not looked any further at you know completing the catalyst go back and have a quick look because it may already be ready to be completed which is quite nice ooh piece of candy 
Respawn, do, you want to, do you want to continue on quality and quantity? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. That is quality and quantity. After con- not converting, we're not converting anything. After covering things we'd like to change, I want to spend some time talking about what must stay the same. Destiny is a game built on exciting rewards. From Bastion to Aikilos SMG, version 1.0.2 to falling guillotine the rewards over the last 12 months have continued to evolve the way guardians play the game in beyond light uh i have lost my place there we go i believe the rewards team nailed it again with incredible new legendary perks like recombination thresh chain reaction and reconstruction alongside these perks came what i believe is one of the best lineups of exotic weapons and armor in destiny history i can kind of agree with that but not fully okay um but we succeeded in quality i'm sorry but where we succeeded in quality we failed in quantity accurate uh even season 12 the deep stone crypt and a full breath of europa weapons came online the total count of weapons and beyond light is lower than what we want so we were making the commitment now that our future annual releases will have more weapons more weapon rewards than beyond light or shadow keep there is no way for us to make more rewards at Destiny standards and still maintain the health of our current team. Therefore, we're going to reinforce the rewards team with more talent that will allow us to deliver quality and quantity in the future. That sounds dope. More people. Yay! Um, I've lost my place. Molding someone into a new master Destiny gunsmith takes time. This isn't going to be a change that the community will feel next week, but it does put our best foot forward as we step towards the Witch Queen and Light Fall. What? Joking. That's it. Am I am I going? Are we talking about what I just read? What's going on? What would you like to talk about? Well, I mean, what do you guys think about the current weapons? Those of you that have any of the new weapons, I guess I should say. I'm going to speak for Parody at this point in time. He's happy with the weapon that he's had for the last couple of months. He's quite happy to have it until the light runs out on it, and then he'll get another weapon that looks exactly the same. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. I've also found a new bygone that shoots a little bit to the right. So I have a new gun. <laughs> the same thing as the old gun. He's, so, uh, he's found a Yeah. They're like, we're going to take you, take this gun away. We're going to give you this gun that feels better, looks better, shoots better, and has nicer styles. And uh, you're going to enjoy it. And they're not wrong. So which, which gun are you referring to? Uh, the Healing Confusion Pulse Rifle has become my new bygone because I got one to drop with full auto on it. And it, it hits like a, it hits like a truck. Is that the Varex one? Uh, yes. It was like the very first like new Europa-style weapon I got in this game. Fair it's lovely. It has the same feeling, and I'm sure this is just partially in my brain. It has, because it has uh, the, the new surplus perk on it, which is increasing the handling, reload speed, and stability for each fully charged ability, as okay. well as full auto, and then corkscrew rifling and armor-piercing rounds, which Dylan right. tells me that people like thumbs up on all of those. But using it, it has the same effect as sort of the summoner auto rifle I have that has like all these range perks on it. Mm-hmm. Where the bullets just seem to find the people and murder them. Have you tried the new Stars and Shadow yet? Uh, I have a couple of them. I haven't found one that I like. I did use it, use one of them the other day that 
it has sort of the oh the the Redrix feel to it. Like it's a little slower. It's a little like I'm gonna drive my diesel truck. It's a little slower. It'll get the job done. It'll hit you, but it's not quite just the way I play. It's a little slow for me to use, but I can definitely see the the potential there. If I get one with with better rolls on it, I haven't gotten one with good rolls. It's like go crouch and hip fire grip, and I don't know if there's roll on, but it's it's all garbage rolls. It's things where I don't want to do that. Well, let me see if it comes with a full auto. I don't think it does, right? But yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I do have one with feeding frenzy and snapshot sites that I was playing with and having some good success with, but part of it's just I've been playing Iron Banner and against people with hand cannons, and they're quicker than I am. But the <laughs> but the healing confusion will hit you from next week, and it's it's lovely. It does not roll with full auto, so that's unfortunate. But the role that I have, I have um, surplus, and then I have thresh, right? So I use it mostly for the super gain. Um, that's thresh, yeah. Thresh I have on one grenade launcher, and that's all so far. But I've I've been thresh hunting because that's my new favorite perk. I know thresh is amazing. I love thresh, but um, thresh coupled with the surplus actually isn't bad, dude, because the surplus gives it bumps and all kinds of stats. You know, assuming you have a you know, yeah, uh, abilities. Yeah. Abilities, yeah. yeah. If you're just standing there unloading, yeah, it, it gets better as you don't use your grenade, your, in my case, Titan wall or your melee. If you're just standing shooting at range, which let's be honest, you have a pulse rifle with full auto. That's what you're doing. Yeah. It sure. excels at that. It doesn't have full auto though. So get that out of your mind. Yours doesn't. That's your fault. <laughs> it, it doesn't <laughs> roll with full auto. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. You're talking about the other one, not the, uh, <laughs> yeah. never mind. Yeah. Could if you put your mind to it. Well, that's fair. You could always <laughs> get one of those modded controllers, and then everything's on full auto, I guess. But mm-hmm. it doesn't come natively <laughs> with full auto. Fair enough. Fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think there's several different groups, isn't there, of people that want more and more weapons and more v- variety of what c- weapons we can get, what armor we can get. And, you know, parodies in the group of I'm quite happy with one armor set, a couple of weapons with maybe a few different roles that I could get. And I, you know, I go to town and I'm quite happy for the next year until you kind of I need to upgrade because that's what you've now done to destiny. And I think the majority of people want more and more things. I'm in the group of I, I don't want more things unless you're going to give me more vault space. So I think maybe there's three different groups. I'm actually in parodies group, honestly. I don't need a lot of weapons. I just need good quality weapons that I can continue to roll for. Yeah. Yeah, really, like, just give me something to chase. Give give me an objective. I don't even care if I will, like, I went out and got the adored sniper rifle through Gambit. Mm-hmm. I'm likely never going to use the dumb thing, but I have it because it was a thing to chase. You gave me little bars to fill. I filled the bars. I got the candy at the end. That's really all I want to do in Destiny. Fill bars, get loot, repeat. It makes me very happy. <laughs> Show over the end. <laughs> no. I mean, no, because like, okay, let, put it like this, right? Would you rather have all these weapons that you'll probably never get any god rolls on, right? Or do you want a few weapons that you can target grind and get the god rolls that you want, right? That's why I'm saying, like, I, I like the fact that we don't have just an obscene number of... um of rolls right because like with the auto rifle right as soon as i could farm that auto rifle i did oh and my goodness did i farm it until i got my god roll right and with all the raid weapons right i'm i continuously do raids to get uh, a better roll on some of these weapons that i have so i think it's just trying to cater to everybody really isn't it 
That's why it, it is. But when you chase two rabbits, you'll catch neither one. Some smart guy said that, right? <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that they, they're going to have to try and catch something because they need to they need to keep a lot of I think a lot of the community are we want loads and loads of variation of different weapons so we have a choice of what we can use uh with different roles so we want more and more stuff in the game because i mean one we had that whole issue with when they did sunset the weapons coming into beyond light there was different archetypes and different styles of weapons that just weren't able to go past that infusion cap which have then hurt certain weapons like the heavy machine guns we talked about a couple of weeks ago you, there's only like one or two that are available that you can take to the max light so there would only be like a an arc one available unless it was an exotic and if you're a new player coming into the game and you aren't able to get a weapon with a certain burn on it then that caused issues because exotics don't drop freely when you start the game it's only when you get into the game and you collect the exotics that they're just there I think you find as you play more and more that the exotics will become more available to you, more readily available to get, which is a bit of a problem when you're coming into the game. You want more weapons and more variety of weapons. So I see that's where they're kind of getting people in, because if you're doing a bounty that says you have to get fusion rifle kills in Lost Sectors, and the Lost Sectors have got specific burns on them, then you're going to look for a burn in with that fusion rifle and if you if it's not available in the game that's going to cause issues so things like that i think they need to kind of make sure that they're covering their own back with different things if you see what i mean i do see what you mean yeah but i still think i i I like this season the way they focused on the quality of the weapons over how many they have you know with with the new roles you know I, i talked about all the all the raid roles, but then, you know, again, Thresh, Surplus, Wellspring, just they get very creative with a bunch of roles on weapons. And I'm glad we don't have like, oh, God, I need it on this and this and this and this and this. Holy crap, bygones now rolls with this and this and this and this. No, no, I don't need more reskins of the same thing. All right, I want different things with different perks, but not too many of them because let me get some <laughs> without stressing about it. what you're saying is you're shut down mentally you're shut down if there's too much to take in well i'm not mentally shut down it's just you know again going back to that whole if you're chasing too many things will you get any of them right it's like holy crap i need this can can holy crap i need this grenade launcher holy crap i need this holy crap i need that oh my god this one's the best for ad clear oh my god this one's for boston it's like yo 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 take take a break Calm you're down, making, Bungie. You're making me tired just thinking about all these different variations you have. In yeah, your- because I, like I have a gun, it murders people just fine. I don't need a certain gun for a certain day. I'm I'm just working on getting like a second armor set that I care about, and you know maybe more than a dozen weapons. Oh, yeah, and the armor sets are what's killing me right now. That's the only reason I'm still you know helping these guys out with this with this freaking nightfall. It's because the, the golf balls, dude. I need golf balls. So many freaking golf balls. And they're so hard to get. This is not fun. You clearly have not spent the last couple of years just grinding endlessly on this game, getting getting things that you don't need. Because yeah, I haven't no, had to think about materials. The day will come where I too will be out of materials and I will be sad, but I have piles of them just laying around forever. Forever and ever, amen. So, Respawn, what is happening yeah. in the future? You're talking about preheating the oven? What are you talking about? 
Oh, you're talking about preheating the oven. All right. Well, increasing the reward team size is one of our long-term initiatives, um, but not the only upgrade to our gear rotation plan that we want to get into the oven. We envision, that's a great word. Say it again. Envision a better solution of how armor intersects with infusion cap. Man, they are going. Look, they've got their word of the day calendars. Look at this, man. Okay, um, with inf intersects with infusion caps. The personality of the armor comes from mods right now. So, gaining a new piece of armor often means just trying to find a piece of armor that replicates the stat allocation you already have on a piece in your vault. Accurate, Bungo. Hold on, I gotta control this fall before we all die. Cool. Moving on. Um, <laughs> um, while we're not only ready to talk concretely, look at that. Dude, somebody's got their word of the day calendar. I'm telling you. Um, about armor plans right now, we want to get more gameplay novelty on armor itself so that looting a piece of armor in a new season has the potential to change the way you play. Expect to hear more about armor and other holistic upgrades to the way gear rotates in and out of the power ecosystem as we da, 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 da. stand by guys. We're all gonna die again. Yep. Okay. Um this is why this show is six hours long. No, it's not. For the, it this, this is the only time I've been distracted. I've been reading all the parts you want me to read as I'm reading them. But right now they keep dying on the boss and now we're all dead okay so uh expect to hear more about armor and other holistic upgrades to the way gear rotates in and out of the power ecosystem as we harden plans in the new year and that new year will be here before you know it a big chunk of the team will be taking some hard-earned time off to rest and relax ahead of coming back to the studio and living into 2021 sorry diving into 2021 we have a lot of work to do, and while I'm looking forward to the break, I also can't wait to get work done on some of the huge stuff we've got coming in the new year. Without spoiling too much, here's a brief teaser of some of the things that are on their way in Destiny 2 Year 4. I think the reason why they're shifting the idea with the pieces of armor is to get you and Parody out of that comfort zone of using that armor piece for the whole entire year, and then when it comes up to the next year and it's mm. all you know the lights not being available for it you're mm -hmm. just basically searching for a new set with the same stats and just continuing i think they're trying to get people out of their comfort zones and move them into maybe mixing up and matching it up a little bit more well i'm definitely out of my comfort zone now right so because of all this nonsense you know all of my armor that i used previously is gone and i'm having yeah. to rebuild everything literally from scratch right so um you know so you're like I, a new light player, basically i'm what you're like a new light player you're, you're starting from scratch with no it's worse than a new light player because i know what i need and i know i need three sets of it and i know it's hard to get and then when i do get it it's hard to masterwork it because why that's right Freaking golf balls. Oh. Anyway. So <laughs> that's my big complaint. Is just it's just the golf balls, man. If it wasn't for the golf balls, I wouldn't have a whole lot of complaints with the armor. But they make mass working it way, way too difficult. Like, as an example, as an example, this yeah. week in any spare time, I've been doing 1280 nightfalls, right? I've gotten zero golf balls and only 19 prisms. Ooh. 
That's it. Right? You need three golf balls to master work in exotic, three or four, and you need one to upgrade uh, each piece of legendary armor. So that is like, okay, so let's assume you've got the four pieces of regular armor and then one exotic, right? That's uh, seven golf balls you need just for upgrading a full set of armor. Yeah. That's insane. And I'm ha- I've been spending all week getting one. Well, I mean, technically, I have 19, so I could technically buy one. But I have yet to get one just like outright from a freaking, you know, Nightfall Strike. And it's you, it's it's a headache. Wrong, my friend, you're doing it all wrong. I, I probably am. I need I need a mentor. I need a sensei to be like, yo, here's the best way to get the golf balls, right? And I've even been doing the, the little cheat where you get you know 18 off the bat by doing the um the moon dungeon, right? So when you do the moon dungeon, you get the masterwork piece of armor, which gives you six cores, six prisms. Do you so? Still I, get that? Yeah, that still happens. Yeah, on the moon. Okay, that's good to know. It, it so, only drops it a max of 1060, but that's why you can just delete it to get um. That's to get really the charging helpful. cores. Yeah, no, it's very much helpful. Every week you can get 18, assuming you do it on each character, right? That's my pro tip from Respawn there. <laughs> you didn't know that? I thought that's what you meant by I was doing it wrong. Well, no, I, th- I think I assumed, and I think a lot of other people assumed, that once the dungeon had been sunset, I mean, you can still go and do it, but there wasn't any reason to go and do it past getting an achievement or something. The, you know, So if, you, if you're getting shards and enhancement course from finishing that end boss encounter and dismantling the armor piece that's worth getting at least on each character for that week isn't it seems like a lot of work the best thing to do is run it on run it through to the end boss get the checkpoint then swap out to another character and then just rotate the checkpoint so you've got the end boss for all three characters finish the fight on all three characters, and then that's it. You've got three armor pieces that you can then dismantle to get the enhancement shards and enhancement cores. Mm-hmm. So that's worth it. Sorry, Respawn, I, I kind of... You're talking about the dungeon, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Well, you could do that, and that is probably the most efficient way to do it, but you don't need to. The dungeon's super easy, so meh. Transmog will be coming in season 14. More details to come. See work in progress. Screen captures below. Not final. May change. DDoS protection for Destiny 2 players on all, I repeat, all consoles will be coming in season 13, which does absolutely nothing. So, congratulations. The Vault of Glass Raid returns, but they don't say when. Crossplay is coming sometime in 2021. Two Strikes, Fallen Saber, and Devil's Lair are coming to Destiny 2 in Season 3. Those are D1 strikes, right? Sure. Yeah, okay. Um, legendary and Master Loot Sector... Sorry, Lost Sector. <laughs> My Guardian is showing. Um, <laughs> will be expanded to include the Lost Sectors on the Moon in Season 13. And there will be new three... Nope, that's right. Okay, so... This is how they wrote it. There will be new three new pieces of exotic armor to chase. I thought I had a stroke. Nope. That's how they wrote it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I like I like how the transmog works. That, that looks pretty good. Too bad it's not going to be here for a while. Can you explain transmog to us? Because you've played in MMOs before. And uh, so let's you, say... doesn't understand it, would like to know. Let's say you have a gun that looks like well, no, let's stick with armor, right? So you have your gambit armor, right? 
Gambit armored, as far as I can tell, doesn't have any kind of um, uh, decorative things that you can put on your regular armor to make it look like the Gambit armor, right? Uh, so you either wear the Gambit armor or you wear something else that doesn't look like it. What Transmog will do, Transmog will let you take that Gambit armor and transpose it over your existing armor, right? So now your existing armor looks like Gambit armor, like like what we do right now with our um, God, what is the word that they're called, man? Ornaments. Ornaments. Thank you. It'll look like an ornament, but it's not because an ornament you just have infinite of. With the transmog, it, assuming it's done like other MMOs, when you transmog a piece of equipment over another piece of equipment, you've lost the piece of equipment that you've used for the transmogification, right? So if you have the gambit armor and you want to make your raid armor look like gambit armor, you transpose the gambit over the raid and now you've lost the gambit. Is how that works uh, in so MMOs. The, so so does it work, sorry. So does it work like we have the ornaments now or does it work as the stats from the armor that you're transposing onto the armor pieces that you've got now, do they transfer over? So you, say you've got a good stat. No, it's it's supposed to be visual only. That's what transmog is. Transmog is just a visual change. So it, basically it's ornaments then. It's universal ornaments. It is exactly ornaments, but if they, if they do traditional transmog, you'll lose the piece that you've infused. But Bungie's saying you can transmog any piece of armor that's in your collections. So assuming we can't pull them from collections right now, I'm guessing at that point in time, everything in our collections will just magically become an ornament. I don't know. But so what's the difference? And why would I care as a player one versus the other if they seem to do the exact same thing? Because right now, like I'm saying, you don't have ornaments that look like Gambit. You don't have ornaments that look like Raid Armor. You don't have those ornaments. I can make anything look like everything and not just here's the handful of things you've blessed me to allow. Everything that you've collected. Uh, That's the caveat. So if you haven't done the Last Wish Raid, you can't get the Last Wish Armor Transmog. But if you have, you can. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So any. So you can make any piece of armor look like any other piece of armor, given that you have acquired it some point in your destiny life. That is correct. Okay. Excellent. Okay, that makes much more sense. Because yeah, because I thought I understood. And then the more you talked, I got more confused, and now <laughs> I've come back to understanding. Because I was like, well, what's the point of changing? It's the exact same thing. But yeah, greater. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just to read from your collections and go, is it in collection? Yeah, you can make it look like this. Have a nice day. And, and what's even better is our, our, our system that we have right now for our for our um, ornaments, right? You can only get those from Eververse or the, the little drops, the, 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 the engrams, the Eververse engrams, right? That's the only place you can get those. But with the transmog is any piece of armor you've collected ever, forever, and ever, amen, you can change into. So it's even it's it's more diversification without having to spend um, bright dust. Yeah. So you basically could have the ugliest piece of armor with the highest piece of stats on it ever, and you could mm-hmm. just go, "Oh, okay, I want it to look like that armor piece," and then you could just do that, like you said, just make it yep. look. Or like like what you, like what you were talking about before, how how one of the past Christmas seasons you really liked the armor, right? But the stats were crap on it, so you got rid of it. Well, now, since you have that armor in your collections, as soon as Transmog comes into effect, you can make your current armor look like that Christmas armor that you had back then, you know, with all the 
the bright lights and stuff like that on it. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Now it seems worthwhile. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a good system. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm gonna make all of my armor look like this current raid armor, because oh my god, it's so cool. Sorry, I digress. Um <laughs> returning to orbit, now that I've well, either this armor or the Gambit armor. The Gambit armor is really sweet. So now that I've ranted longer than a raid leader on Valkor, let's wrap this thing up. 2020 has been a hard year for so many folks out there, and I hope that Beyond Light has been able to be a bright spot over the past couple of weeks. For me, it has been. Um, let's respawn adding that. Uh, playing Destiny 2 alongside you helps us helps keep us going. Sorry, my literacy is showing. We are going to keep our ears and eyes open for more feedback as we continue towards 2021. And I hope your holiday treats you well and can't wait to share more Destiny with you in the new year. Thanks for your time, Joe. Thanks, Joe. That is amazing. So, shall we move on to this week at Bungie for the 10th of December 2020? We really should. We should. We should keep the show moving. Keep it moving, keep, keep it moving. Keep it moving, keep, keep it moving. Talking about He's never going to get a word in. Because I'm singing off key and everybody loves it. Going to keep singing off key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and not rhyming, by the way. That's that's the other thing. It's off key and it doesn't rhyme. So the beginning of this week's 12, they just reiterate in a shortened version of what we've just gone through with the developer update. And then they move into the Hawk Moon, which has returned. Dun, da, da, dun. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm guessing you don't have it yet, huh, Parody? I haven't even started the quest for it because it's another hand cannon. Okay. Who cares? Okay. To so be honest, they kind of did this one right, but I'll let Demon discuss it and see what he says about it. <laughs> so if you're in the same camp as Parody, then you don't really care but if you're in the camp of maybe respawn then you might care about the hawk moon returning yeah. so this is an exotic hand cannon from destiny one they say it's returning but is it returning if it doesn't have the same perks is the, the hawk moon in name is returning yeah but i and i thought, thought what was quite nice with the quest is that you kind of find a broken hawk moon or a part of a hawk moon as part of the quest to then rebuild. Mm -hmm. they, they could have called it something else. You know, it could have been, oh, look, this is a damaged hawk moon. We need to repair it. Now it, it becomes something else. Like we had in Destiny 1, where we had that stupid auto rifle that became the. Um, stuff. No, no, no. The you know the one where you had to go and kill the knights, the hive knights, and it dropped the the white weapon. You then got kills with it. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. That one, the really fast firing uh, scout rifle, no auto rifle, the really fast firing auto rifle. Yeah. Yeah. So in Destiny One, there was a a white auto rifle that would drop from hive knights at a certain point in the game. I think it was after the crota raid dropped. And if you got kills with it, it would then upgrade itself to a blue weapon and change the name as it went mm -hmm. up. And then a purple, yeah, and then a shot. Necrochasm? There yes. it is. It eventually turned into the Necrochasm, which was an exotic weapon. But along the stages, you could keep the white weapon and the blue version or the purple version, whatever it was. I think it was. It went white, purple, and then exotic. And each 
iteration of it, it changed its name. Mm-hmm. And I, I was listening to a Bontis on his podcast this week, and he's been moaning for quite some time before this when they, they data mined that Hawkmoon was going to come back. He's like, is it Hawkmoon if it hasn't got the same perks or if it hasn't got the damage dealing stuff that it had in Destiny 1? And um, I think this week he kind of settled to kind of just go, you know what, I don't care <laughs> kind of thing. It's, it's back, it's whatever. But I kind of agree with him to some extent. If it's not the same kind of returning weapon with the is it the um, luck in the chamber and the holding, it was, was it holding aces or something? There was a specific perk, literally, that you could... Luck in the chamber is one of them, yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, right, correct me if I'm wrong, you had one round like that came um in the weapon that did extra damage and then luck of the chamber added two additional rounds that gave you extra damage i might be thinking of a different one but i think i think that was hawk move yeah yeah okay so you had somewhere in this 12 round magazine i think it was 12 rounds um three shots that would do nutty damage right um and now they brought it back so that instead of having the three random shots you just have stacks of what was it called again? I can't you, you get stacks of something for this gun, right? And the stacks build up when you hit critical hits or any final blow with this gun, right? So two ways to get stacks. That's it. It was paracausal, yeah. So again, um, critical hits give you a stack, and any kills with this weapon give you a stack, right? You can have a max of seven stacks. Um, there's no way to get around it. Hunter Dodge doesn't give you more stacks. Uh, n- no, no reloading perk that avoids actual reloading will give you more stacks. You can have a max of seven stacks, period. That's it. Full stop. Don't try. Okay. Yeah. So what these stacks do is the more stacks you have, the more damage it does. And after I think the fourth stack, that damage gets huge. So, yeah. so I think... Meant- Good for PVE, isn't it? Where you can get several kills and then just no. Unplayed. It's meant. To, it's actually good for PVE and PVP. Yeah, believe it or not, PVP. It's always kind of been a good gun, but this new version is also meant to be very good damage-wise on bosses for PVE. Correct. Is, it's it's yes. quite nice to see that now. Yes. So that's why I was saying earlier. Um, I think they did this weapon right because they've given it viability in PVE and PVP instead of one or the other. Right. Yeah. So. um, So, yeah. Uh, and, and the stacks go up like a lot. Right. No, it's, it's not like, you know, these other guns were like, um, uh, for example, the recombination perk. If you have 10 stacks, you get double damage. Right. Just flat out double damage for that one shot. Um, but this one gives you, I think, at max stacks, gives you an extra 482 percent damage on the bullet. I think was the max damage that they found on um, Fallout Plays has a video. You can watch it. He gives you the exact numbers. Okay. But I think it was like like 480 something percent damage for that one bullet. That was huge damage. Huge. And if you manage to get seven stacks somehow on this gun, you can body shot one shot somebody in, in PvP. Yeah. Because the body shot does like 287 damage or something insane. You know? And that's the thing that's similar to Destiny 1. 
whereas you've got those three special bullets in Destiny 1, you, where you've got the luck in the chamber, that could proc on one of the other bullets to then mm -hmm. literally give you a one-hit kill in PvP, which is why it was a you know muscle-after-gun in PvP in Destiny 1. So them changing it does kind of change the nature of the gun and how it works. But I get that, you know, you can't bring that gun back into Destiny 2 because... That would definitely be meta. Nobody would use anything yeah. else in the Crucible. <laughs> and, Period. And that, I thought maybe, instead of calling it the Hawkmoon, it could be the quest for the Hawkmoon. You find the broken Hawkmoon in the quest, and then it turns into the Effigy of the Hawk, which would have then gone with part of the quest of, you know, the Crow and the Hawk and this whole story that is kind of wrapped around, which is really nice. It's not the Hawk Moon. It's part of the Hawk Moon. We're never going to get the Hawk, the original Hawk Moon back. We, but we have a version that we've kind of crafted with this story. That was the only thing I thought of, to be honest. Um, if you yeah. are interested in doing the quest parody, I will link the video by Fallout Plays, who goes in depth into detail about how to get it and what to do. But a couple of things that I did find out along the way, the feathers that you have to pick up, uh, when you do initially start the quest, you go to Spider, he will speak to you. You then, as you exit um, Spider's building, there is a feather just on the outside on one of the, the crates just before you actually go into the open space area. Once you pick up that first feather, you can't then skip and go to feather three or four before doing the second one. So you have to go in order, I believe it's EDZ, Cosmodrome, uh, Dreaming City, and then the Moon. So I think you have to do it in that order. And there was one part where you have to get either, I think it was kill, kills in PvP and Gambit, or kill Guardians in PvP or Gambit, or kill Champions. And it worked out to be one PvP kill equals 1%. And one champion kill equals 3%. So me doing Iron Banner this week, I did the initial part of the quest and then just went off into Iron Banner and it just kind of completed itself by itself, to be honest. And um, once you do kind of finish the quest, there's a couple of story missions which are really interesting and nice to listen to. If I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who's interested in that at the moment. Uh, but you do get the weapon at the end and there has been a little bit of data mining to go along further with what happens once you do get the hawk moon because if you once you get it and you inspect it there is a question mark on one of the icons for uh, one of the nodes which basically says that the random rolls will be available on future acquisitions of this gun which is the first in destiny to have an exotic weapon get random rolls and the final mission has you kind of go into an area and defeat a boss, as most things happen. But what has kind of been data mined is a potential of doing like a heroic version of that to get, this is where we're going to get the, the random rolls to drop from. So it's a potential farm for an exotic and getting the role that you're actually kind of comfortable with. And I have gone ahead and had a look on uh, light.gg to have a look at what we can expect from some of these roles so they're not only just changing a couple of perks that you can get on this weapon they are changing barrels and two of the perks slots so you're always going to have the alloy mag so when the magazine is empty it will reload faster 
but the barrels that are going to be available for you are small bore, polygonal rifling, hammer forged rifling, full bore, fluted barrel, extended barrel, chamber compensator, arrowhead brake, and corkscrew rifling. All do various different things with either stability, handling, range. When these roles become available, there'll probably be a lot of guides on what is the god role or what is the best role for PVE or PVP. We will find them and link them in the show notes. But until that kind of drops and tested, I guess, to see, we don't really know. So in the first selectable slots that you could potentially get the nodes are surplus, quick draw, hip fire grip, eye of the storm, snapshot sights, killing wind, moving target, range finder, and opening shot. And in the third node, you have different grips. So textured grip increases handling and decreases stability. Polymer grip increases handling. Heavy grip increases stability, decreases handling. Combat grip greatly controls recoil. And smooth grip slightly increases handling and stability. So there's a lot to kind of take in there. But what's your guys' views on this new style of exotic weapon i hope it doesn't become a habit (laughs) um the whole point of an exotic is we know what we're getting when we get it right that is the whole point of it if you're going to start giving exotics random rolls what's the point you know imagine having a freaking and, and not just that but most of the time exotic exotic rolls like benefit the exotic perk in one way shape or form right so they're yeah. there to benefit the overall exotic perk. Well, if we just get like random rolls, then what are we actually doing with it at that point? Why not just make it a legendary? So you're not happy with this? Uh, I'm willing to see how it pans out for this particular weapon. But as a general rule, this is not what I want uh, the behavior of exotics to be like. Okay. I'm perfectly happy to have exotics with some exo- with some random rolls because it gives you a reason to get more than one. At this point, why would you need more than one weapon? Because it's the exact same weapon. You don't. That's exactly the point. We don't need to farm exotics. Mm-hmm. We need to farm legendaries. The exotics should be static. But but if whatever. yeah, I was like, but if you can make it better, I mean, it, it at least gives gives you a reason to care. Like, like, you know, I've started caring about Zur again because he can bring randomly rolled armor pieces. So, you know, extending that to the weapons, eh, it, it's something to do. If if you have one and you love that one and you never think about it again, fine, stick with it. You know, it's I like that it adds another level of thing you can go and, you know, min-max and grind for and give Night Demon a reason to have 16 different of the same exotics in his vault. But you can also completely ignore it if you don't care or just happen to say, oh, hey, this one's a little bit better. Let me replace it with the one I have. Illy's gives you some reason to sort of cycle through exotics versus having them sit in your vault at whatever light level they were boosted to by the game last and never think about them again. Looking at you, every exotic hang hand. So so you're all for exotic random rolls on the weapons, not the armor, the yeah. weapons. Why not? Because just like most of this game, you can absolutely del- you know not even care and not pay any attention to it if you don't care. But if you're interested, yeah, it just gives you something else to go hunt. If you want to sit here and grind your way through earning exotic engrams or something, or or you know, go pick up Zer's quest and get those ciphers every week for another chance at a you know a different sweet business or a better Monte Carlo or I don't know, insert your favorite exotic here. Yeah, why not? You know, 
it'll likely come with, you know, field prep, prep and hip fire grip on things you don't want, but eh, you know, you get a last word with a uh, hip fire grip on or something and it just becomes even more out there. Yeah, why not go for it? It has hip fire grip. Well, there you go. Rolls because they usually come with perks that support its exotic role. It's exotic perk. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. So bring on the perks that are absolutely stupid and make no sense. Like the, the sniper rifle that needs you to crouch for it to be most effective. But what I think you're forgetting is originally in Destiny 1, all the weapons had selectable nodes that you could craft your own weapon with. A bit but like they were we've... still static. Yeah, they were still static though. But a bit like we've got with the Suros in Destiny 2 at the moment, where you can either do fast firing or you can do slow firing when you zoom in and it will do more damage. I mean, originally the Hawk Moon had actualized ballistics, field choke, and aggressive ballistics for a barrel, had the luck in the chamber bullet. You could either use hammer forge rifling, quick draw, or speed reload. And then it had the holding aces, which was two more random bullets in your magazine deal with a considerable amount of damage. So at that point, you could kind of craft your own weapon. So I can see where they're going down the line of maybe potentially taking some of these exotics back to D1, whereas instead of you just getting the one weapon and then selecting the nodes, this is one weapon that you could then farm to get various different roles with to craft your... Just to get people farming more, I'm guessing, and playing the game more. Are you laughing or having an asthma attack? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Are you laughing at your game that you're playing? Yes. <laughs> no. I'm thinking, We've been playing stop? the same boss for the whole podcast, and they keep dying and making me solo it, right? And this time I had like one health left, and then it stopped me. And the dude's like, you know, R2D2, when he screams, he goes, Nyeh! like the dude sounded just like that. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, just, just, just cut this out. Let it go. <laughs> we do anyway. Let it go. So, yeah, the, we- the weapon stats for the Hawk Moon are pretty decent with an impact of 78, a range of 57, stability is 67, handling 74, and then its hidden stats, it's got an aim assist of 93. And Which a is recall. Ridiculous, by the way. Recall of 96, so kind of in the middle, which is really nice, and a bounce intensity of 4. And it's been quite prevalent in the Crucible in Iron Banner that I have seen very, very much of it this week. And for all the console players that are out there that use hand cannons, it's meant to be a very, very good gun. I tried using it. I I just... um yeah, I, I I will probably try and use it a bit more now that I've watched a few more videos on it to see that I was using it wrong. I was just kind of spamming it to, just to try and get some hand cannon kills when I had that part of the quest come up for Iron Banner. But yeah, um, I did fall in love yeah. with the Ace of Spades this week, getting a couple of shots in, killing somebody, reloading. Because that's, that's the kind of guy I am. I, I, I get a kill and I, I have this ability, this and natural ability of just trying to reload every second that I can to make sure that I've got all the bullets in, in the gun all at the same time. And I think with the Ace of Spades, I've kind of found that. And the Ace of Spades, for anybody that doesn't know, is another exotic hand cannon that I believe is available in the kiosk because it was one of the quests that isn't available now. So this is, if you get a kill, it doesn't have to be a precision shot kill. You just get a kill with it. 
you reload and it gives you six bullets with extra damage and you can if you i think i was getting you can two tap people with headshots with it which is quite nice and i was having quite a bit of fun with that so i actually managed to get the catalyst done in quite a few games having that because i had the catalyst for it and hadn't bothered to do it until now so yeah that was good fun yeah the hand cannons are definitely out in force this year i don't i honestly haven't kept up with what the meta is but the hand cannons are definitely back in, in iron banner this week yeah the crimson i saw a lot of a lot of people using the crimson because it got the range buff as last week's video from astacross pointed out it's yep. an absolute monster well, I mean, the Hawkmoon is an actual monster too because it can three it is, tap, yep. it can two tap, and it can one shot. So <laughs> it depends on how many stacks you have. Yeah. I'm not good at getting the stacks. I'm good at getting the one kill and then maybe getting a second kill after reloading. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, you get stacks with, you, you get the stacks with the, the headshot hits too, you know? Yeah. 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 You're you're assuming you're gonna get headshot hits, though. That's where you've gone wrong. Sir. Well, yes. with ninety three <laughs> aim assist, I mean the game is gonna just give you some eventually. Yeah, you'll hit something. Yeah, but the the problem is with the the amount of bullets that you have in the gun to start off with. I'm already at one by the time I've shot at the first guardian, <laughs> so I'm not getting that many stacks by the time I get to the next guardian, which is why I was liking the Ace of Spades a little bit better for my gameplay. Yeah. Nice Sounds like you need to get better aim, bro. I do. That's all right. Don't feel bad. I, I suck with that gun, too. It's just, it's, it doesn't feel good for me, particularly. The, the gun is great. Don't get me wrong. And how it works is great. But the way it bounces and its rapid rate of fire just, it, it doesn't mesh well with me. I'm more of a, a raid hand cannon kind of guy. You know, fast firing, high stability, lower damage. I get more kills with that than I do like the last word or the freaking Hawk Moon or whatever. Mm. So, as we informed you last week, the dawning is coming with this week's reset. No. There's going to be some lovely stuff. I believe it's going to be for the next three to four weeks. Is that right, Parody? Am I right? How many weeks? It run for. Yeah, it runs from December 15th to January 5th. It should be about three weeks. Cool. Yeah, three weeks. Calendar confirms. And it is free to all players. So if you're like, I haven't bought anything, you don't have to. You can be a thick, thick hunter boy all for free. <laughs> thick with like nine C's in it. Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of the hunter armor. Sorry. Well. You don't have to be a fan of the Hunter armor. You just have to play the game and enjoy playing the Dawning. I'm not even going to get the armor. They're going to be like, here's the armor. I'm going to be like, cool, trash. So the, the beauty of doing this podcast is for the last couple of years now that we've got notes on the previous Dawnings, which I will kind of go back over because some of it is relevant for you for the next three to four weeks. Mm. Mm. Let's see how relevant it is. <laughs> to participate in the dawning festives, festivities, that's the word. That, that's the word, yeah. That's the word. Originally, 
you have to escape the Cosmodrome to unlock the tower. And I'm guessing it's still the same. You still have to do that. And last year you had to achieve the power of 770, but I'm guessing it's going to be 1050 or 1060, whatever the opening power cap is for getting into the game. Last year we had an SMG for us to obtain, which was the cold front. This year we have, uh, if I can find it. A fusion rifle. We have a fusion rifle which is called the... You gave all the money to Charity Fusion Rifle. No, it's right there inside of our Discord, dude. I know, I'm just about to read the name. Hang on. The Glacier Class. Glacier, Glacier there Classum. you go. There you go. I did say it. So this is Eventually. one that we... Yes. <laughs> so I think this is the item that is replacing like, the SMG that we could get last year. The and... Fusion Rifle? You... Oh, I see what you mean. Sorry. Yes. So the fusion rifle this year is the the event's weapon. And the way that we got it last year is to give gifts or boxes of cookies to vendors cookies. around the world, uh, in the virtual world, in Destiny. And they would give you a package back, which you could open, which could give you various amounts of things. You could have some lovely blue armor, or you could have some infusion fuel, or you could have enhancement cores, or you could have nothing so emphasis on the blue armor because you got a <laughs> lot of that you you a did lot. but there were lots of things to kind of you, you lots of ways to actually kind of get a lot of packages from just playing the game normally and the smg last year again was random rolled like the glacier classum fusion rifle will be this year so the amount of packages you turn into the different vendors more chances that you get at different roles for the fusion rifle. So last year they put in the heavy machine gun, which was the avalanche from the previous year into which was good, which was good, but they haven't mentioned that this year or the SMG. So because I'm guessing that they were sunset in before beyond light, mm -hmm. um, unless you collected them and you've got them kind of in your collection now or in your vault, they're kind of gone. They don't mention that they'll be coming back. It'd be interesting if they did put those back into the um, loopholes. But yeah, there will be weekly, daily, and repeatable dawning bounties, also granting bright dust to give you more sources for the Eververse this year. Uh, the details that we have from last year and the year before are all going to be wrong because you can't take cookies to play <laughs> that no yeah. longer exist. <clears throat> but now you have the crow added. Yeah. So no, no. There's that. And then Shaw, so, you're probably gonna have to take some to Shaw. Yeah, no, no, I've got I've got those. Yeah. So in the dawning 2018 we had a holiday oven. Last year we had the holiday oven 2.0, which was found in your quests and bounties tab. That when you inspected it, would show you the different things that you've collected. Now, these were ingredients to bake cookies. And I'll run through the list of ingredients that you can get. So ether cane is from Killing Fallen. Is, is it chitin? Chitin powder? Chitin powder? Chitin. Hive yeah. bits. Chitin powder is Killing Hive. Vex Hive milk. baby bits. Yep. Vex milk, Killing Vex. Cabal oil from Killing Cabal. Taken butter from Killing Taken. Dark ether cane from Killing Scorn. Uh, the rare dawning ingredients and how to get them are Null Taste, which was killing anything with void guns or abilities. Electric Flavor, 
tackling anything with electric guns and abilities. Impossible Heat, which was solar guns and abilities. Bullet Spray, which was killing auto rifles, submachine guns or heavy machine guns. Delicious Explosion, which was killing things with grenades, grenade launchers or rocket launchers. Sharp Flavor, which was killing anything with swords. Personal Touch, killing anything with melee attacks or abilities. Uh, Perfect Taste, kills with precision shots. And Flash of Inspiration, was generating orbs. Now, you could kind of double up on these things if you wanted to go and kill Fallen with melee attacks and or swords and things. You could get the, these ingredients to drop. So you had the, the common ingredients and then you had your rare ingredients. And then you had to add a bit of Dawning Essence to this. And Dawning Essence would drop from completing activities. Once you've inserted materials into slot one, the rare materials into slot two, and the Dawning Essence into slot three, once you'd craft those, they would create a cookie which you could then take to a vendor and in return last year's gift as i said was the cold front smg which was a kinetic weapon this year is going to be the void glacier clasm fusion rifle and if you'd unlocked cookies from the 2018 dawning they were already available for you to select in a drop down box or a drop down menu you didn't need to know the ingredients for those last year we had some new ingredients because we had some different vendors so last year we had Ascendant Oatmeal Raisin Cookies for Eris Morn. We had Riven in The Last Wish, which was really bizarre to go and take that <laughs> that monster some cookies. Uh, we had Saint-14 returning to the tower that wanted Lavender Ribbon Cookies. And the Visage of Callus also had, I think it was Donut Holes Cookies. Mm. Uh, Ada One, Benedict 9940. But they've kind of all gone at the moment. So <laughs> so now we get to bring it to Atrax and freaking Tanix to be born. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh my God, people are going to have to go and take it to like the new raid bosses. Uh... Uh, so as I mentioned, that Eva has bounties for weekly, daily, and at repeatables, which gave double XP, which was really nice, with Bright Dust. And it also gave you either essence or recipe items for completing various things i think the essence was from doing the weeklies and the recipe items were from doing the dailies and the repeatable ones so if you're going to kind of double up on your xp you might as well make sure that you've got your ghost equipped with the xp boost and your small fighting boost for helping you rank up parody if you want to get higher on your parody uh, <laughs> singled out yeah i would if there was a reason i'm really oh. high do what i need to do Perry said, I don't need your guns, woman. I got my own. <laughs> so the essence was one of the things that people were farming because a lot of the other ingredients were just kind of dropping as and when you were killing various different enemies with different abilities and weapons. So the essence uh, last year, patrols gave one essence. Heroic public events gave five. Strikes gave between five and 15. Crucible gave between 10 and 15, and the Pit of Heresy dungeon gave 9. So last year, there was a lot of like farming methods going around with doing heroic public events on EDZ because you could kind of transmat from one to another and go round and round circles. Or you had the possibility, because a lot of people were doing it, was double dipping. And what this is, is if you completed a heroic public event really quickly, what you could then do is transmat back to the same location and potentially get into another heroic public event that was continuing 
and you know get double the rewards even triple the rewards if you're quick enough to get quite a lot so you could get like 15 essence very very quickly rather than spending 15 minutes in a strike to get maybe five or ten you know 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or if you're just playing the game as normal these things will drop so if you are doing various different things like the heroic public events pick up a patrol because you never know it could just there's lots of patrols and lots of things that you can kind of do and they've made it a lot easier now for doing patrols and transmatting to different areas so that's you know a good bonus we did have mayhem up with the dawning last year although that's happened this week and um shax is bringing shut down out down crowd countdown something down this week showdown showdown mayhem may appear in a couple of weeks time so that'd be a good one because those games go really quickly and you can get between 10 and 15 with that so i thought that was quite interesting so the the recipes for the different people in the tower we have zavala's gajala doodles ether cane and delicious explosion Shax's Vanilla Blaze, which is Cabal Oil and Sharp Flavor. Hawthorne and Lewis. Elskin Birdseed, which is Ether Cane and Personal Touch. Amanda Holiday, which was Chocolate Ship Cookies. Cabal Oil and Null Taste. Ikora's Traveller Hold Donuts, Cabal Oil and Flash of Inspiration. He had the Drifter's Dark Chocolate Moats, which was Taken Butter and Null Taste. Banshee 44, which was Telematri Tapioca, which was Vex Milk and Bullet Spray. Zer, when he showed up on a Friday, like Strange Coins, which was Taken Butter and Electric Flavor. Then you have Devrim K's Gentleman's Shortbread, which was Ether Cane, Perfect Taste. Don't have a Sloan anymore, don't have an Ashamir, and don't have an Anna Bray. But we still have Failsafe with uh, Infinite Forest Cakes, which was Vex Milk and Impossible Heat. Spider, over on the Tangled Shorelight, Candy Dead Ghost, which was Dark Ether Cane and Flash of Inspiration. Petrovenge, over on the um, Dreaming City was Ill Fortune Cookies, Dark Ether Cane, and Impossible Heat. And we did have a bonus recipe, which was Burnt Edge Transmat for Master Rahul, which was Cabal Oil and Personal Touch. And I will link the video from the 2018 Houndish video and the 2019 if anybody's interested, because they do run through the recipes for you for anything that you don't have if you are new to Destiny. So rather than you kind of listening to me over and over again reiterate them if you did catch them then that's good um but if not then they do have them in those videos if not then rewind and listen again although what <laughs> psychopath would do that but yeah as you were saying earlier uh Varix, the stranger hanshaw shohan I, I i don't know why i put hanshaw it's shohan <laughs> a new characters into the game and the potential you might have to go and see uh, a raid boss to go and give more um, items to. Um, True story. That's the only time I have ever visited Riven in my life was to give. <laughs> You're kidding. You've never done the last wish raid. No, I've never even done any part of the last wish raid. What? Have, have we met? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> damn, bro. When I say I don't raid in Destiny 2, I wasn't lying to you. <laughs> there is an opening quest to the Dawning this year, and I think it's the same as last year's, because I've looked in the database at light.gg. Uh, the Dawning has returned to the tower. Seek out Eva Levante in the tower courtyard to join in the festivities. Available during the Dawning 2020. 
So use Eva's holiday oven to bake gifts for Commander Zavala. So I think last year she basically gave you the ingredients and gave you the oven. You created the cookie. You walked over to Zavala. You gave him the cookie. He said, oh, thank you. Here's a box. You opened it. You then went back to Eva Levante to let her know how Zavala's gift has been received. It seems to be exactly the same text for this year's opening part of the quest. So once you have the oven, if you have done the dawning in the previous seasons, then those cookies that you've already created will be available for you to kind of just select a node. Uh, so what was confusing in looking at the light.gg database for this year, they've got the vendors that aren't in the game still listed in the game, and it says only available during dawning 2020 for people that aren't in the game. So like the the Visage of Callus, Ashamir, and I'm like, like, where are these people going to be? Are they... Is there going to be like something in the tower that you just go and feed these cookies to, like we had with the um, what was that event that we had, the Guardian Games? So like you just go and deposit the, a cookie in a in a little slot. We, for... we don't we don't talk about that. I oh, know you don't. So again, we as as I said, we've got the Burnt Edge Transmat for Master Rahul, uh, Alkaline Reg cookies for Sloan, which aren't available because she's on titan and titan's not here which was really confusing so the new ones this year are the bittersweet biscotti which is for the crow in the tangled shore blueberry crumblers which are for shorhan in the cosmodrome and the bright dust snowballs for tess in the tower so she's been added to the the list of vendors yeah so you, you now have to you now have to visit the tower to speak to somebody at Eververse, so they've made her relevant again, rather than just kind of tabbing across and opening up your engrams. So she's you have never to, you relevant. Can... No. no, she is now. You've got to go and deliver cookies to her. But can I do so from orbit using no. the app? You no. cannot. Oh. Eva's also been uh, including as one of the vendors this year, so you have to take classic butter cookies to her. Varix would like some etheric cold snaps. On your road, he would. Is, is that it? What What no. about Atrix? What about um, not Atrix, Atrax? What about uh, <laughs> uh, uh, spoilers? Tanix, you know, Tanix. No, no, they, they, they don't list those. Um, but as I said, that what's confusing is that the, the vendors that aren't in the game are still late, are still listed as only available during the dawning 2020. Um, Hackberry tarts for Benedict 9940 in the annex. Um, so, yeah, it's just everything else is kind of still the same, I, I guess. Yay, more of the same. I'm so excited. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Happy noises. Yay. But a, there are some lovely exclusives that are coming to the Eververse store for purchase either with bright dust or silver and we have the ember wick shell which is like a candle on top yeah, it of is the very much like a candle it's it's i think of the three that's my favorite one okay that's quite nice yeah the tangled shell which is a blue shell with some lights dangled around it which do light up the little helper shell which is a plain ghost with a little santa's hat on then we have some ornaments for existing weapons. So we have the Glee Barricade, sorry, Glee Barrage for the 
Xenophage, exotic heavy machine gun. The one that played we have, me. Yep. We have the Merry Maker, which is for the Monte Carlo auto mm -hmm. rifle. Which looks really cool, actually. Am I weird for saying that? I like that one a lot. No. Um, last year, I believe we had ornaments for the... What's the Void Exotic Sword? Uh, get it? Oh, exotic. Um... Oh, we did. It was the ice thing that I'm currently using. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know the name of the sword, though. <laughs> Parody. Uh, no, I'll get it. Give me a second. Parody's I'm looking. Asleep. I'm looking my inventory. It's called the Black Talon. That's the one. Thank you. That's the one. So, yeah, we had an ornament for the Black Talon, which was ice-themed, and we also had one for the auto-rifle, the... Uh, Oh, I can't remember the name now. The it doesn't what, matter. The the one the, that the has, hard light. That's it. Yeah. So we had an an ice ornament for the hard light exotic mm -hmm. auto rifle as well. So they may come back into the loot pool as drops or something that's available from the Eververse. I doubt it. I think that no, like Bungie said, that's those you had to be there kind of things. Now we have two new, uh, two mm -hmm. new ones to get. So okay. So. There is a silver wing kestrel available from Eververse, which is a new ship. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there is another ship that has different transmat effects. So there's a cocoa, a mint, and a rose trail effect with engine upgrades, which are available from Amanda Holiday in the Tower. But the source at the moment is unknown how you get it. So I'm guessing it's turn in a bunch of quests, do a bunch of things. It's always, and... no, it's always bake a bunch of cookies. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, bake a bunch of cookies. You'll get it to drop. There's an exclusive transmat effect for when you're transmatting to the surface, and a shader that also goes along with it. So that's probably going to be the reward for continually baking cookies. There is another ship called the Fourth Mark, and the source for this is the Coupe de Grand, which is a finishing blow. Don't know what that is. Maybe that's doing another part of the quest. Then we have. Three sparrows that are available. We have the gift giver, which looks very similar to one of the holiday sparrows that we had a couple of years ago, which was Santa's sleigh. Mm -hmm. The polar prancer and the mirthmobile, which is one that Respawn's going to get. <laughs> I'm going to get all of them, but the mirthmobile is dope. It's like that, that tiny little sparrow that you see people riding around on, just yep. like a sled version. It's but it's Christmas theme. It's the tiniest little sparrow ever. <laughs> well, no, it's there's another one that's just a small, but it's the tiniest little sled ever. There we go. Yeah. And then we have the ornaments that are available for each class. So we have the Lucent Knight for the Hunter, Titan, and Warlock. And it's either going to be 6,000 Bright Dust or 1,500 <laughs> Silver. <laughs> Sorry. I choked on the amount of Bright Dust that cost. Um, and thank you to Gaming Am Animal, which is where I've got most of this information from. I will link his uh, videos in the show notes so you can have a look at these. But he does go into the Eververse, which is going to be available for the rest of the season. In the first week, I can see that we have got one of the uh, ghosts that was available last year, which was a snowball one with little uh, wooden antlers coming out the top of his head for 2,500 Bright Dust. Uh, there's a couple of other emotes in there that I think were very similar. Is the Snowball uh, one back? Snowball was the best one. Yeah, Snowball, I think, is in there. 
Yeah. And, and then Parody's favourite sled from last year, or Sparrow from last year, for 2,500 Bright Dust, which was the Polar Bear. Do you remember this, Parody? You loved that one, didn't you? I do. It's lovely. He saved up all his Bright Dust last year just to get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saving my Bright Dust this year for something different. That you don't <laughs> use? <laughs> Hey, that's the entire point of destiny. You get a thing, you put it in the vault, and you never see it again. It's sort of like Storage Wars, the game. Oh, well, in that case, Demon wins every match, right? (laughs) If you wanted the new Emberwick shell, which is the ghost that looks like it's a candle, that is going to be available from the first week of the Eververse store for 2,500 Bright Dust. There is the Ice Slippery emote, which was 400, which is a blue emote which i missed out on last year which i'll probably be picking up for Uh, shame i know and the ice skating one that looks like it's returning as well that's the one where you do the ice twirl like you're on um, ice skates that's 700 bright dust which i'm Uh, devastated that they fixed the animation on (laughs) (laughs) like like once and then like just hold that pose like an ice skater pose but not moving and they fix it in the last update and i'm very sad about it Super duper sad. So, sorry. No, I was going to say, did you see that if you use some of these emotes inside of PvP, you actually break the lobby? Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, watch Cheese Forever's video. If you mix these freaking um, emotes with Frost subclass, like you freeze somebody while they're doing the twirl, for example, the whole lobby crashes. Everybody's got to reset their Xbox or the game. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. We'll link the video. Interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Eververse for week 22nd of December, you have a potential of getting a couple of the ships from the previous, or a ship from the previous dawning. You have that little sparrow that the Respawn wants to get for 2,500 Bright Dust. Mm-hmm. A ghost from, I believe that was the first year, 2018's for 2850 bright dust have a couple of good shaders come back don't don't waste your money on anything except the snowball ghost snowball ghost is best ghost but he, he's not up yeah money nothing just go he better be up and get bright dust if it costs I mean, over say no yeah no no if it costs well, over still buy it snowball ghost is best ghost that's why i'm going through the bright dust stuff i'm not promoting the silver <laughs> <laughs> so that's the week of christmas then the week of the 29th of December, we have the Santa's Little Helper Ghost. If you're say waiting for that one to come up, that's the week after. So that's on the 29th for 2,500. So for the 5th of January, if you are looking for the Hard Light Ornament, that is 1,250 Bright Dust. That would be available that week. And a couple of other interesting items. And then if you have been waiting for the ornaments to come up for the new Hawk Moon, the first ornament for the Hawk Moon will be available on the 2nd of February that week. It'll be available for 1,250 Bright Dust. And I believe the week after is the other ornament for it, which it doesn't list here because I think Bungie have changed the API a couple of times. So... uh, Gaming Animal was a bit upset because he'd already put out a video saying this was the weeks that was going to happen, and then they changed it, so he had to redo it. And it looks like there's going to be a Cloud Strike ornament available on the 26th of January for 1,250 Bright Dust. So as I said, yeah, I will link the Gaming Animal 
videos for you to go and check out the dawning and the eververse items that are going to be available for the next couple of months and the names of those two ornaments by the way are called wait for it wait for it <gasps> on ashen wings and feeling lucky I like that on Ashen Wings. Feeling lucky, just it's kind of plain with like a like a burnt steel kind of look to it. You know how burnt steel has those kind of green purple hues. Yes, no, maybe. Anyway, no, no, yes. that's what it looks no, like. No, but yeah. the Ashen Wings is the one with all the feathers and whatnot. That that's pretty dope. Okay. So I may have lost track entirely of where we were. Are we at one? He just he just covered the ornaments and all the stuff from the Eververse store. So after Eververse, we've got Super Smash Melee. That's nice. not right. Super Smash Warlock Melee. Oh yeah. Oh they, that. Yeah. So they the warlocks were all powerful super gods, and then Bungie said, "No warlocks, you can't have nice things." And then they said, "You can have some nice things." They have taken the warlocks penumbral best and. Increased the projectile range by 37%. The minimum distance to cast the ranged melee is reduced by 32%. So basically, you can throw the ranged melee closer to targets. So, Warlocks, tell me if that's good, bad, otherwise, or if you're still sad about no longer being gods. Oh, they're always going to be sad about no longer being gods. I mean, it's just, I mean, look at the Fallen, right? When you, when you have a taste of what it's like to be a god, and then it gets stripped from you, I mean, there you go, right? Do I need to continue? Of course they're salty. Because we've raised over a million dollars, and that means we know about the weapons we've talked about. We know what the thick hunter armor looks like. And we also know we're getting a whole bunch of lore readings. For every every milestone we hit above a million dollars, we're getting some fancy lore readings from fancy lore readers. And let's see, real-time update, where we are sitting at the moment. So we are at $1.2 million dollars as we record today. So every $50,000 over a million, we're getting additional lore readers. So that means we're going to get, of course you would start with this guy's name, uh, Dr. Andrew DeLuca from Grey's Anatomy. Both his names are G, G, Giacomo Giannotti. Something like yeah, that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that one. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? And then, uh, so he's going to read the first bit of uh, secret lore. New lore, fun lore. Uh, we've yeah. all got Morla Goronda, who plays Eris Gorondona. 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 Morla Gorondona, sorry. Uh, Erica Ishii, who plays Anna Bray from Destiny 2. And Peter Jessup, the Guardian and Exo Male from Destiny 2, are so far our confirmed new lore readers. Keep giving money to the Game to Give campaign. And our buddy Dominus Gall, Neil Kaplan. Jay Desperia from The Good Fight, Niambi Niambi. Brandon O'Neill, who played Aldrin Solve, Moira Quirk, the emissary slash exo stranger slash Orin of Destiny 2, and of course, Zera Fazal, the guardian of Destiny 2, are also on tap to read lore if the money keeps coming in. So every $50,000 Bungie raises, we get more lore from more fantastic readers. So keep the money coming. It all goes to a good cause. Or you could ignore all of those lore readings and just stay with us because we have some fabulous lore readings coming up from not half over the holiday seasons. Yo, yeah. holiday because, lore! And you didn't have to do anything but subscribe to our podcast to get it. That's it. We make it very easy for you. Right? 
you know what we don't make it easy though? Uh, no. Literacy? Connectivity. Yes. Literacy and connectivity. Ah, connectivity. You know, we wouldn't fix things if things weren't first broken. So since uh, update 3.0.1.1 on December 8th, they've been investigating some various connection issues. So if you've seen a increase in uh, prunes, weasels, bees, cow, centipedes, and chickens. Uh, Not current. Current. Because no. I'm getting a lot of current errors. Nope. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Nope. Continue. Nope. They've, uh, they've, they've fixed those. So, so if you've seen those, hopefully that's better now. Uh, Trials, of, Trials of Osiris scheduled to come back next week on December 18th. Uh, they're making some changes to the reward schedule. So during the first four weeks, the flawless chest will drop. Flawless chest. Again, there's that literacy thing. Flawless chest will drop an adept weapon. The fifth week will drop an armor piece, and the subsequent weeks will switch between weapons and armor. And adept weapon mods will drop each week. No one here cares because no one here will ever see those unless we're getting shot in the face by them. PS4 friends, uh, you have an update. You now have friends again. You can see them, play with them, interact with them. Yay! Uh, however, there's apparently another issue that they're going to fix on December 14th with a new hotfix, 3.0.1.2, so maybe you can't see your friends. If you have a fancy new Xbox, as you're a fancy new Night Demon who went to France and got himself a fancy new Xbox, <laughs> seeing some screen freezing or tearing issues... So basically, they recommend quitting the Bungie app. I'm sorry, quitting the Destiny 2 app before signing out. If the game does freeze, players can press the Xbox Sky button on their controller, select D2, select Quit, and then go back to the game, which really you should do anyway, because otherwise, every time you start the game again, it says, You weren't here. Please restart your game. But if you are seeing this bug, they are going to fix it in that same hotfix, 3012, on December 12th. Uh, Vesper of Radius update. You can't have it. It breaks things. <laughs> so apparently you could cast a rift while falling off a ledge. Combining that with stasis could result in a quick lethal combo to opposing people in Crucible. The rift energy wasn't being used, so it was possible to repeat it over and over and over. This is getting fixed in on December 17th in Hotfix 3013. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Spoils a Conquest... They're investigating the issue of the spoils of conquest from the raids disappearing when put the, putting them in your vault. So don't put them in your vault. Keep them on your character and they won't disappear. Oh, you didn't do the voice. Which voice? Vault. I don't know how you did it earlier, but you went, don't put them in the vault. And it vibrated don't my ears. Put them in your vault. Keep Bad them on your vault. hunter. He will keep them safe in the ship far behind the front lines of the battle. Oh, turn your bass up and do that again. <laughs> Whoever's listening, turn your bass up and rewind. <laughs> uh, and players who are migrating from Xbox One and PS4, respectively, will need to download all of Destiny 2 again. If you somehow weren't aware of that, be aware of that. Also, if you, you know, buy a new console, you have to re-download the game because that's how the world works. Uh, apparently, on the Xbox, it will download for you. If you're on the PlayStation, you have to actually go to the store and say... Give me the update, please. So if you have a shiny new console and you're going, it still looks exactly the same. And unlike Night Demon, you don't think it's just your TV lying to you. Go to the store, choose the you know, PlayStation 5 upgrade, and you'll actually get the things you were meant to have. And along with the next end updates, a couple of people on the consoles were seeing some of their settings on PC transferred to their console if they're cross-saved, which was apparently causing some issues like screen tearing. So until they can implement a fix, console players 
Seeing the screen tearing issues, you go to settings in video and choose reset to default to resolve these issues. So crossplay, making things broken. And now, now friends, we get to our known issues. Uh, Cross-gen matchmaking, sometimes it doesn't work. FPS issues on PC, there are some, they have a thread going. Go there if you're having problems with it. PlayStation Remote Play reverts control mapping and may not function at all. Deafening Whisper doesn't trickle. Doesn't trickle? Definitely doesn't trickle. The Deafening Whisper doesn't trigger the Abyssal Extractor's perk on the Nezarek Sin Exotic Helmet. The Nezarek Sin Exotic Helmet also no longer triggers for 5 seconds after the second kill and heal buffs are now 2.5 seconds. This is intentional, but we failed to call it out in the patch notes. The original functionality was actually a bug, and now they fixed it. That was the thing I was trying to think of earlier that they have now called out here. Good job, Bungie. Uh, Necrotic Grip doesn't give melee energy on the combatant kills. This is intentional, and the exotic will be updated to remove the text mentioning this. The Necrotic Grip also doesn't poison combatants when ranged melee attacks break their shield from full. This is a bug, but it will be fixing that. Honed for Speed and Ascendant Ch Champion Triumphs don't unlock when completing the Keep of Honed. The Keep of Honed Edges Ascendant Challenge. Words are hard. If you're looking for Toland in the Shattered Ruins Ascendant Challenge, he doesn't appear. The Surrounded Perk buff does not linger when using the Surrounded Spec mod. The True Prophecy has been removed from the World Loot Pool. This is intentional. That is a sad thing. The Shotgun Dexterity Arm mod shows in the Legs category in collections, because leg day and arm day are also very important for a well-balanced guardian. The One idea is that they're not actually supposed to show up on the legs. That's the no, idea. We, we, we get, the Lion the Sand weapon model has random protrusions when held. The what? The Lion in the Sand weapon model has random protrusions when held. It likes it. Keep holding it. I don't know what that is. I think it's, it's a linear fusion rifle. Yeah. yeah linear, linear fusion rifle. The unrelenting the unrelenting weapon perk isn't functioning. The Lost Lament quest sometimes needs to be abandoned and reacquired to continue. If you're trying to look down the scope of your Thunderlord, you can't. Hold on. Thing. No, no, I need you to stop. With my son, right now, he's actively having the problem where he's on the part where you have to find the broken blade. And he's talking to me right now, and he says he's done it like nine times, and he doesn't get the broken blade. Is that the part that's broken? So he needs to abandon it and start over? It sometimes needs to be abandoned and reacquired to continue. All right, I'll let him know. Now I know what you know, and you know what I know, because that's all Bungie says. And the Amankara bones may not spawn in the Akinark Abyss Ascendant Challenge. So it sounds like if you're doing Ascendant Challenges right now, just don't. Wait until they get these things fixed. Uh, for full list of issues, as always, go to Bungie's Known Issues article. We'll hit in the show notes. And that's what we've broken. That's what they fixed. That's what we're going to hear Respawn complain about in future episodes. It's all good times. Yeah. And then we have some movies. We have some art. Go look at it. It's pretty. We like it. And uh, that's the last 12 of the year. And Bungie's going on a big hiatus, and they're all going to finish you know, developing Destiny 2. And that's it. The end. Game over. Time to so go home. As somebody that's never had to reacquire an exotic quest, where do you do that from? Yes. What quest was it? Lament. The Lament. So who does he pick it up from in the first place? I 
Banshee. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you have to figure out which vendor. If, if it if it's or not at Banshee, then the if it, if it's not at Banshee, then uh, it'd be either Varix or the Exo Stranger, because those are the points of the quest that you go and you do various different things for it, isn't there? Yeah, likely whoever gives you the, the lament when you finish it, that's who will have the abandoned quest. Gotcha. Who it is? Because I've only just found my exos and talked to the giant head. <laughs> gotcha. But I, yeah, I get what you I get what you're saying, Respawn. They don't exactly elaborate yeah. on that in the um, even in the twab to say, look, if you have to abandon it, it will be reacquirable from this person. It's just you abandon it and then reacquire. Well, where do I go? Where, yeah. Tell me where I need to go. Me that he goes. He goes. Well, where do I get it from, Dad? I'm like, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> um, this is why it's important to learn to Google well from an early age because you will have a lot more success in video games if you can search things. <clears throat> well, he's yes. like me. We'll if there's nobody here, he'll Google it. But if he has a source, mm-hmm. aka me or you, <laughs> he'll utilize the source <laughs> before he wastes his own time Googling stuff. Then somebody else can Google it for him. I get exactly. It. <laughs> so something that I found out uh, recently and I was going to mention it last week, but I completely forgot about it, is the, you know, they changed the MIDA mini tools that you said that they said that you could reacquire those to go along with the MIDA multi-tool, which was the exotic Mm -hmm. scout rifle, because they'd updated the system and the previous mini tools had kind of been sunset with what you, I think they changed it to the callus mini tools, which right. was a submachine gun that you could only get in the menagerie, which has now gone away. So they said they would update the old model and it would be reacquirable from Banshee, I believe, if you needed one to pair with your MIDA. But I had three in my vault, three original uh, MIDA mini tools in the three different flavors that were available. Because when we started Destiny 2, you could put whatever burn you wanted on whatever energy weapon. So I had one in Arc, Solar, and Void, and they were quite happy sitting in my vault. Now, I went to my vault the other day, and they've been updated, oh, and they've taken all vault. my burns off. They, they've, <laughs> they've changed all the original ones that I was hanging on to into mm-hmm. a solar burn. You so know, I, I mean, sir, they've given you two extra vault spaces back. They did. They did give me two extra vault spaces back, but I was unhappy that this wasn't mentioned in any of the notes that they were going to go back and touch something that I'd already reacquired and I was quite happy to hold on to in my vault to do various different things. Because if I want to take that into Crucible and I want to swap it out for, like, if I know I'm going up against Arc Titans and I want to burn their Arc Shields down quicker, I might want to use that against them. You might. Yeah. But, but now I little bit a little bit of irony, um, guys. I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, you know how the Vesper of Radius is disabled. like mm-hmm. disabled. Guess what Zer is selling? The disabled Vesper of Radius. It, the disabled Vesper of Radius. So you mentioned about the rage glitch, didn't you? Which is oh no, you didn't mention the rage glitch this week that is stopping DPS. Did you know about this one, Respawn? I haven't experienced it, so no. I just respawn just rages and then just quits. Isn't that the glitch, or is this no? So I think there's there's two glitches at the moment that are happening in the raid, the the new raid anyway. So people are going cheese forever 
videos again points this out people are going into the raid and at the certain point where you have to pick up one of the buffs if somebody emotes next to a multiplayer emote next to you or, and then goes and steals that buff from that character or that item from that character they can then potentially crash the whole lobby and everybody has to restart their consoles or oh my god machines what so idiot people, is emoting while they're picking up the debuff? People, are, no, but people are intentionally doing this and you know, oh, crash, so crashing you raids. Don't, you don't have enough fun if you're not emoting. Why? Water. I emote. Why are you intentional? I understand, like like PvP lobbies, like if you're getting your butt whipped or whatever, you crash it. But why would you do that? People do strange things. Or bad. So that was the first one, and then apparently there is a glitch which is stopping you from doing DPS in, uh, I think it was the, the final encounter of the raid. If you do so, I can't remember exactly the, the details. There were lots of things I read that were like, during this phase, this can't be happening, this won't be done. But it didn't, those words didn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there was another video that she's put out that is stopping people from doing a lot of DPS. And I will link that in the show notes if you are doing the raid and you need to know what not to do. So that'd be handy. Respawn mentioned something last week, which I thought would be quite handy for people that didn't know about the raid in general. And you were telling me, I think it was before the show last week, about the possibility of getting re-rolled weapons. So this was the point of... You've done the raid for that week, but then you go back into the raid to acquire tokens, was it? To then get potential Correct. chances. Well, it's at not re -rolls? It's, it's 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 the raid um it's the raid spoils. Okay. Right? Can you explain it to people because yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. So the raid spoils that you can use to buy stuff from the kiosk, uh like in the tower, right? Yeah. So the same raid spoils that you use to buy stuff from the kiosk, what happens is you can take those into the raid, the new raid. And when you beat the final boss right that chest is actually a vendor right now in this vendor you can do one of two things either a you can get a rerolled weapon a rerolled piece of armor or you can get a chest right the chest has a possibility of dropping certain things right so let's say if you don't have a scout rifle you can purchase the chest and have a chance at getting a scout rifle drop now from what i'm told don't spend your money on that, right? Because a friend of mine said he wasted all 240 of his... Uh, Knock it off! All 240 of his raid um, spoils okay. yeah. on these chests to get the scout rifle, and he never got it. So um, just keep going back in. Hope you get a, a roll, I guess. Uh, and then you can just re-roll it from the kiosk. But yeah. So explain it to me like... I, I mean, I don't know. Explain to me like I'm five. <laughs> explain to me like yeah. Explain to me like I'm five. So I've gone in and I've done a full raid on all three characters. You get so I've got twenty um, spoils, no matter what. So I've you got, get I've got like I've got three weapons that are available in the loot pool, and I've got three mm -hmm. um, three armor pieces. Yep. So when you go to this final chest, mm -hmm. is it just the items that you've currently what you get in the raid? Correct. For... Those are the only things that you see. Okay, so you can then, for that week, is it? Or say that I got the shotgun two weeks ago and I take that shotgun to that chest. Do I re-roll it at the chest? You can. Every weapon and armor that you've acquired up to this point, regardless of when, you have a chance to re-roll at that chest. You get to pick, 
right? It's not like, hey, I want a weapon reroll. It's going to reroll one of the six that I've gotten. No, you can specifically select the shotgun and get a rerolled shotgun. Okay. Yeah. But do I, does it swap out the shotgun that I've currently got? No, it's an addition to. Okay. You're getting so another weapon another... or another armor piece. Yes. Okay. So I could get like a half a god roll on the shotgun and I get to this final chest, use my spoils to possibility get another roll of a shotgun. No, you're definitely going to get another shotgun roll if you buy it. Yeah. 100%. But yeah, I mean, th- that's what it is. It's, it's just like getting another, it's like going through the raid again and getting another chest and another random roll shotgun drops. That's all it is. You're just purchasing a reroll on a new weapon or armor piece. Okay, got you. Because yeah. I, I, I was a bit... Which one you want. Like last yeah. season, you'd say, give me what this thing. You say, yeah, I want another shotgun. Let me roll the dice on the shotgun versus something from the loot pool. Right. You get to specify what you want the reroll on. So if you've got everything from the raid, all the mm. item, all the armor and all the weapons, it'll come up with a little screen that says, which one do you want? Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. In the screen, you're going to have the chest at the top. You're going to have the armor in the middle and the weapons at the bottom. The armor and the weapons, only ones that you've acquired thus far yeah. in your right. whole raid career are going to show up there. Right. So if you have all of the weapons and all of the armor, they're all going to show up for you. If you've only if if you're like if you're like Fuzzco, who's gotten nine shotguns every time we've gone in the raid, um, the only weapon he gets to choose from is the shotgun because it's all he's gotten. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that, sorry, that, Fuzz. That's really where it's at. Right. And still, after all these rolls, he still doesn't have the god roll shotgun. I feel so bad for him. <laughs> Or he might have. I don't know if he's done the race since we played. But at the, at, at the time that I'm making this recording, my knowledge is that he's got nothing but shotguns and none of them have been in the god roll. So. Okay. The only reason I ask is because I've seen a lot of people just keep doing the raids and I was just wondering why there was a reasoning behind it and I didn't know Absolutely. if everybody knew. Every time you do the raid, you get 20 spoils, right? You get five from each encounter. And the weapon rerolls at the end cost 20 spoils. So okay. there you go. Every raid run, every raid completion is one weapon. And that's re-rolled. a full full run from beginning to end. Correct. Each one gives you five spoils. If you only clear the boss, you'll only get five spoils. Okay. But you can get the spoils from the last wish raid as well, can't you? Yeah, you can get them from any raid. They're 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 raid spoils. So you can get them from any raid you want to. Fair enough. Okay. So with that there's a couple of good weapons that have kind of floated to the top apart from the, the shotgun. Cause you spoke about that last week. I've heard good things about the prosperity mm-hmm. hand cannon and the trusty mm-hmm. um, scout rifle. Now the prosperity oh, yes. Deicide uh, has done a video on this because he thinks, and it was kind of, I think it was, who was it? it might've been fallout plays. Somebody else mentioned, or it might've been on the DCP podcast that, the prosperity hand cannon is feeling very much like the not forgotten. So it's a not forgotten 2.0. It's that kind of pre nerfed, not forgotten. If you can get the good rolls on it. And sure. There was one role that you could get that. It, I think it's the one where you get hits on various different targets. What's the perk that you can get on? Um, one for all is the one you're thinking of is that the one so yep. if you if you get like hits on three different targets you get a damage uh, buff. you yep. get a damage buff mm-hmm. so paired with a couple of other perks he was getting like not forgotten post nerf 
kills in Crucible, which seem to be really good for this gun. And sure, I mean, he's got really good gameplay. So anybody that's looking for a not forgotten 2.0 plus version that you can infuse up, it's worth mm-hmm. doing the raid for. And the other one was like you were saying, the trusty uh, scale. Oh, hold on, before, before you get back to that. Sorry. Um, regarding this particular hand cannon, right? Because I'm trying for this hand cannon to get a god roll on it. I I, yeah. I have good rolls, like I have um, uh, rapid hit and rampage, right? So I have really good rolls, but this hand cannon can get one very specific roll that I'm trying to get, right? So yeah. it's it's small bore, accurized rounds, reconstruction, yeah, and rampage, right? So reconstruction what, is what. Is that Double the one magazine where it capacity, and it always loads your magazine. Yeah, I think that's the one that he had, but then he had that one for all perk as well, because it was yeah. better better than the rampage. Probably, but rampage is easier to proc, especially when you have a god tier magazine, right? Yeah, and I suppose so, you put a rampage spec on it as well. Yeah, so the magazine defaults at ten, right? You can get more or less depending on you know what magazine perks you get. Like if you get extended mag, obviously you have more than ten. So base mag 10, reconstruction gives you 20. Um, you're going to have the small bore and the accurized rounds, which already gives a ridiculously stable hand cannon, even more stability and range, right? And then you pair that with a rampage. So you have 20 hand cannon rounds to stack rampage with. I mean, the other one might give you more overall damage, but it's harder to proc and it's harder to keep proc, right? Because rampage, every time you get a kill, it refreshes that rampage timer, right? That is not the case with one for all. Once you start the one for all timer, it has to count down to zero before you can reproc it. Okay. So that means for the 10 seconds or whatever, I, yeah, I think it's 10 seconds. Yeah, you get that extra damage, but you can't reproc it, right? When the 10 seconds is over, now you have to shoot three more enemies to reproc one for all to get another 10 seconds of damage. Whereas Rampage, you just keep killing. Boom, 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 boom. And Rampage just keeps going, especially if you have the Rampage spec mod. So to each their own, personally, I go reconstruction and rampage, but if you're confident with the one for all, that's you. It's not a personal favorite of mine, though. And the other one that that parody was saying that was happening in Montana <clears throat> was the trusty scout rifle, now, which is a monster. I have the god roll for that one. Now, oh my god, it's so good. This this is a scout rifle that I've I've touted for so long. The, the archetype anyway it's the same as the black scorpion sr4 and it's one of my favorite scout rifles uh, the frostmire's hex from the iron banner at the beginning of iron banners from destiny 2 uh, really fast firing rapid fire but the range on it isn't that good i mean on some of the ones that i've got i've got some really good range on it um and i use them when scout rifles were quite good and i hung on to them but I, I'm glad that scout rifles have now been touched in this sandbox, and I've heard a lot of positively good things about scout rifles in general. Uh, I mean, I use Mida to do some of the quests for the Iron Banner this week. Which now, do you know that, what was done to them? You want to tell the people what's done? I I honestly can't remember what was done. So the biggest thing that was done to them is the target acquisition has been really buffed. Okay. So that's why they're they're really good now. And um, with the trusty, you can four tap a guardian to the head. You could potentially get faster than a four tap, but you know base rolls, no no damage perks. You can four tap in the head, mm. and it's it's automatic rapid fire, right? So you don't have to get full auto for the trusty. It comes full auto, 
right? Yeah. Um, and then, like for me, I have a couple of roles. I have the reconstruction redirection. That's for PVE, which is amazing. But for the PVP, you want the um, reconstruction and probably wellspring. And I'm not saying high impact reserves, and this is why I'm not saying high impact reserves, right? So with double the magazine capacity, people were thinking that, oh, holy crap, well, with high impact reserves, when half the magazine is gone, that still leaves me with a full magazine of extra damage rounds. Bungie thought about that, and no. So if you have the max rounds, so in that ca- in this case, it comes with a base of 17, you can get 34, right? When you burn through the first 17 and you're at the last 17, you don't get the damage buff. You get the damage buff when half of 17 has been yeah. met. So it's actually one-fourth of your overall magazine and not one-half. If that's you have reconstruction. That other, yeah, that's only if you yeah. have a reconstruction. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I thought there were just two weapons that, to point out if anybody does want to kind of go into the raid to go and get that I think would be quite useful because... The hand cannons at the moment are quite up there, and the, the Scorpion SR4 was a fantastic fast-firing scout rifle, very similar to how some of the harder-hitting auto rifles are. So um, that was worth looking out for. I've got a couple of other videos, because I've got some tips, tricks, and guides to point out. Just a few this week. So yeah. JB3, who I can see in the background, was helped by Squirlock Holmes. He's done an Inside the Reservoir secret area tutorial. So this is a new area that is not part of the Crow mission this week that they've managed to glitch into and have a look at, which is quite interesting. Froggy, 618-57725, has done an out-of-bounds double-restricted area in the raid. This is where you kind of got the lift shafts, I believe. You can get into two different areas at the same time. So that might be one for you to have a look at and have a giggle and respawn. Right. Ibontis. I'm going to re-highlight this one, especially for you, Panoramics 18. Season of the Hunt, complete guide for the Wrathborns. Because, again, he was asking me last night, is there a specific order that he needs to do things in? Bontis has got it all laid out for you if you have any questions. So there's one for you. Fallout Place has got a guide for the Steady Hand Hand Cannon for the Iron Banner. Because this has come back with some really unique roles and some really good ranges with certain perks that you wouldn't think would be good ranges uh he's got a god mold god roll guide for that uh cheese forever has got two guides on how to solo the prophecy dungeon and how to solo the pit of heresy dungeon and get the triumphs to pop up um, yeah you don't actually solo it you just need the boss checkpoint but yeah yes but he, he kind of shows you that uh, yeah. but he has pointed out in the prophecy dungeon the rewards for doing solo flawless and solo the sparrow and the ghost shell aren't available at the moment. It doesn't know whether they're bugged because last season they were available for doing, I think you had to do one solo to get one of the items. And if you did a flawless version, then you got the other item. Or if you did solo flawless, you got both items to drop. But at the moment, because they're not part of the triumph thing because of the sun setting and the old triumphs being in the back end kind of thing, they don't seem to be dropping or it could be because he's cheesed it or glitched it or it could just drop later on but if you want to kind of get those triumphs um he's got two guides for you for that and then again i will link the dawning bungee trailer for this season the houndish dawning video for 2018 and 2019 for any of the recipes that you need to bake the cookies 
gaming animals dawning 2020 items and gear and the calendar for 2020 and 2021 going into february Astacross has got a really good guide on the stars in shadows which is the pulse rifle we were talking about earlier on in the show mm-hmm. there's some really good roles for that and as i mentioned fallout plays has a guide on the hawk moon the exotic hand cannon quest that's out this week He's got a guide for that. And every new perk in the game that has dropped with the raid and uh, trials and everything else that's kind of on banner, he's got a guide for you for every new perk. So it's worth checking out and going in depth of if you need to know what we already haven't explained or Respawn hasn't explained with some of his favorites. The only other thing I kind of wanted to point out is if you are still doing some of the stasis quests to progress your subclass then there is a point where you have to go and get these two specific weekly bounties from the exo stranger and if you chose the strike specific route there are there's one point where you have to get dark reflections which are killing five bosses now there's a quick way of doing this which is doing the brood hold strike because the boss at the end where she splits into two actually counts for two um two of the dark reflections correct for the for the umbral duty stranger quest step so these are for more aspects so if you want to kind of get that done quickly it's only going to take you three strikes to do that if you are looking to kind of level up your gear and you're really confused at what gear level you got across all your characters destiny item manager at the top of the screen if you highlight your character it's got a kind of three slash eight of of item which will tell you what level all your gear is across all your characters you can then kind of work out what you might need to go and get for progressing your character in a different area so if you've got like the lures that you're doing and you might want to select a class item or boots or a primary or energy weapon and it's available and that could help you progress your like even further up to the yeah but the, the fraction is because you have eight pieces of gear that have light okay yes. so it's like for me for example it shows um 650 i'm sorry <laughs> it shows 1260 zero of eight right because, or eight of eight sorry uh, and that's because i have eight of eight things that have to do with light set up and um they're all 1260 right so if you're looking to get to 1260 and it says hey you're 1259 seven of eight that means you only have one thing preventing you from getting um max light right so you have seven of eight items that are 1260 you're just missing that one item that isn't 1260 so yeah and if you press the arrow next to what he's talking about there's something that says maximize light on this character and it will pull over items from your inventory from other characters from everything and equip them to your current character that you want to maximize their light on and now that character is the max light possible with all of your gear that you have yeah and if you look in our show notes, I do link Destiny Item Manager if you want to link your Bungie.net account to then go and look at your characters, look at your inventories, your vault and everything. It's all kind of linked together. If you're new to Destiny and you don't know what the Destiny Item Manager is, it kind of if you have access to a phone or desktop, laptop, you can kind of look at your character across this and see what's available in your vault. And it kind of helps you out with... Um, some of the weapons give like community f- feedback saying, you know, this perk's really good on this weapon or this weapon's really good. Um, 
so yeah there's there's a lot to it to to go and look at yeah and 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 those community guidelines they're not like indicators of god roles or whatever they're just indicators of what people say are the best roles for that weapon but ultimately it comes down to what feels best for you you know like maybe you like stability more than range you know because it feels better you know whatever it's just guidelines it's not like oh my god it's a god roll don't don't look at it like that <laughs> and the last couple of guides that i want to point out to you are the abbey hour guides for the beyond light penguins so we're on number five this week and the uh <laughs> the eclipse zones for we're on even tide ruins for the drone killing so if you're doing those triumphs she's got guides for that but then as i said last week keep an eye at the beginning of the week because she does put these out just after reset when she's done them so that people have got all week to do it um right and i think that's it so dun, yeah. dun, dun. it's over to parody to finish the show we have completed another week right. thank you for joining us your titan to parody and night demon your hunter is no one responsible for life your lore scribe who will fill fill out the end of this year is not arf you can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. Find the show on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. We're on Instagram at two titans and a hunter. And on Facebook, you guessed it, two titans and a hunter. If you need raid help, um, don't look at us. Look to the PC clan. Get in touch with Respawn. He can hook you up. If you're looking for help, go to lfg.frozen.party. That's frozen with a zero. We're here to offer raid hindrance, uh, laughing at the fact that trials are still broken, and giggling because who doesn't love a good giggling? Find all your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live, Respawn on PC, and Night Demon on Stadia, where he's going to main next season and become this TV. (laughs) Watch the show on YouTube, listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere by podcasts are sold. And dear commenter and listener who wondered what we're going to do with this game, and you know, it's over, it's how are we going to continue the show? We'll just have to find out. Keep listening. Indeed. And until then, gents, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Jojo, 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 Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oops, I forgot we're recording.